Broadcasting from the buried in snow and world-famous haunted winery here in Warren, Michigan, this is Ghostly Talk on January 18th, 2009. Ghostly Talk is independently produced every Sunday night from 6 to 9 p.m. Eastern Time to converse about all things paranormal. For more info, go to www.ghostlytalk.com. And now that we have uh, snowblowed, and we don't have to snowblow for another 12 hours tonight, <laughs> we're going to discuss spirit communication via the Ouija board. Ooh, with Bob Dooby. Uh, Dobby? Dobby. Bob Dobby, Dobby. yes. Thank yeah. you. Um, later, we'll talk close encounters on Capitol Hill with Robert Stanley. Very, very timely and topical. And finally, Dave Brocky returns to Ghostly Talk. Doug is not in a good mood. No. <laughs> As you can tell Doug by the is intro. not alone. I have not had a good couple of days. Well, actually I, a couple of weeks. I mean, last weekend was our sub-zero temperature weekend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that continued through the week. Yeah. Until this weekend when we finally got into the 20s. But it came with, what, a foot, foot and a half? Another healthy dumping snow. from the bowels of Mother Nature. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I got to give you guys props for showing up tonight. <laughs> You know, not not because you wouldn't normally do that, but I was waiting for a phone call today to go, you know what, dude, I'm remoting this show. It's like four foot of snow outside. I don't want to deal with this. To which I would have said, yeah, you know what, I understand, but you got everybody's here. I was, everybody's here, I, was, so. almost, I was so close to doing that, but um, uh, I, I had snowblowed, and everything I have now is wet. Everything yeah. in the house. The whole I, house horrible. is wet. And I thought, well, you know what? 
I might as well go where it's dry. <laughs> so I, here I am in the dry to, ghostly talk studio. To quote my friend Jason, I'm enjoying this record-breaking winter as much as Lions fans enjoyed their record-breaking season. <laughs> <laughs> Which was not much. Well, I have to give props to at least at least the haunted winery employees here because uh, I got home speaking of the Lions. Uh, we'll talk about that very briefly because... It will drive everybody nuts. But um, I got home here about midnight last night, and um, our people were out uh, in full force, snow blowing with the plows and all that stuff out here. And literally, there's two gigantic mountains out, you know, in front of the winery right now. This place is totally buried. But these guys worked because, as you know, Doug, we were both doing our we were doing our, yeah. our job job stuff really late in the morning last 3 night. 3 a.m. I, I stepped out at 5:30 in the morning. I thought Just I'd to, never yeah. get done. Same here. I, I went to bed at seven thirty in the morning. Seven o'clock for me too. Yep. Uh, we got. I come out at five thirty in the morning just to like just get some. Because, dude, I was so tired. I started hallucinating. <laughs> Have you ever had this happen to you? Have you ever had this happen to you? Okay, check this out. I told my mom that she about died because I was like, I was sitting at my desk chair, you know, in, in you know the, the you know the big blush, you know, library for the right, right. Because we have I have all my communication stuff set up. Right, at. right. Um, that's where we get the UFOs and stuff to come down and all mm-hmm. that. Stuff. Right. We're really on command. We're really rocking know. this this week, obviously. So, um, <laughs> but I was I was sitting there at my desk chair though, and. I was waiting just for some other stuff to get done. I was, we know how it is. It's to hurry up and wait for us in our jobs. So we're sitting, I'm sitting there and I just kind of kicked back in my chair for a minute, right? And I was just like, you know, okay. And I, I guess I started to like doze off and my, I, I, I hallucinated that my dad was screaming at me. Ooh. Scott, Dad, Scott, what are you doing? And I was like, whoa, whoa, Dad, Dad. And I sat up like, oh, my God, I got to go outside and do something here. At least, you know, if I don't smoke a cigarette or something, I need to go out, at least just get hit with this cold air. Oh, and, and there and was, was plenty cold. of that. It'll yeah. literally give me a second wind, right? So I, yeah, I came out there, and the, the plow guys were still out there working, like five and a half, six hours later. And I, the one guy was out front with his snowblower, and he stopped for a minute. We were talking. I'm like, what time did you get here? It's about 1130. I'm like, my guy's like, yeah, we're going to probably be working on this place probably till about noon tomorrow. I'm like, oh my God. That's how much snow is in Michigan right now. I give mass amounts of credit to plow people because that's what my brother-in-law does. And Mm -hmm. he'll like work all day or work all night at Ford, get off work and then go plow his places. Yeah. It's, they were, they'll be up for like two, three days at a time. I don't know how they do it. I don't know. How I it really does don't. And it's a repetitive task. It's. I mean, it. It might be kind of interesting because you get to see the idiots like veering off and then flipping into ditches, <laughs> and you know, I mean, because you get to see all that happen live. But yeah, and, you know, so which is fun because he just had me program angry music on his iPod that keeps him awake. <laughs> there you go. Good idea. That's what I was going to say. I mean, it wouldn't be that bad of a gig. I guess you get to sit in a warm. You sit in a warm truck and. Yeah, I mean, well, like for me, I just, be, I just be catching up on my mis- my music listening to stuff. You know, I'm always trying to catch up with listening to new albums and whatnot. So, uh, but they were out there full power, you know, full force doing their thing around here, and enough so you know you guys could get in here and at least park your vehicle somewhere without you know. I was glad I mountain. could access the sidewalk. Well, you know, they week. did they did yeah. sort of a, a faux. They did this cool yeah. thing because <laughs> what they did is they, they they're running a, sidewalks around the mountains. If you notice that out there, there's oh, yeah, sidewalks they are, the mountains. sidewalks that run around the mountains. But what they did is they. Um, um, they made like this access to the sidewalk, and it looks fantastic. I thought, oh, hooray. Yeah. So I hop up on the access, and I walk over to the sidewalk that goes around the mountain. But then you, you get like, what, 10 feet, and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're in a snowdrift. 
Yeah. Because yeah. it's already filled in with blowing snow or whatever. Oh. Well, yeah. You mentioned Ford Field. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, the, the, Ford, Lions. the company. The Lions. Ford Field, the um, Lions. And myself, my sister, and my dad made the Trump down to Detroit. Let Amber was supposed to go, too, but she just couldn't get through the snow. Down to um, the annual Monster Jam. Now, yeah. anybody who knows me knows that like, that's my new thing now. I'm like, you know, right. I, I switch interest like some people shed, like a, like a, like a butterfly sheds its... Uh, no, that's What does it do? It sheds it, something. No, cocoon? I should say uh, a snake sheds its skin. I mean, I'm okay, always getting into something. And, you know, I'm not the kind of person that just kind of gets into something and goes, yeah, you know, it's it's cool, you know. No, I have to, like, get into it 100%. I have to go out there and, like, just I, I dive into it and wallow in it and all that crap. So that's what I'm doing now with monster truck stuff, which is just hysterical. <laughs> uh, so we went down to Monster Jam last night and had a great... Had a Grail time. The snow was horrendous. We walked. This is something for you guys. This shows you the endurance that we actually had. This is my dad, too, right? We actually walked from Ford Field to Greek Town in the snow. Why? Because the people mover stuff is way too confusing, <clears throat> and I'm scared of that thing because we'll end up at Kobo Arena, which I do not want to go near that place at this time of year. Oh, because mm-hmm. of that yeah, show. Yeah, it's a complete, the show. yeah, yeah. The, the death and debauchery down there that's going on, right? The gloom and doom. But, uh, so I'm like, you know, you just said screw it. Funeral marches as you walk <laughs> yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been to it. You walk in. I've never been to it either. Take a flyer. I have no desire. I heard that they, they call Welcome it... to the 400th National American Auto Show. <laughs> you will die. It's the North American yeah, International this North time, Auto Show. This time, though, I hear it's more like cars on carpet. They just like lay they, they carpet down. There's nothing going on. Pull the, the car show. right up out of it. And, and yeah. Well, they, how of, fancy can they, they get well, yeah. maneuvering around two feet of snow? Well, well, that that and politically right now, I mean, as we know, and you guys are begging for money right now. So, you know. The, the whole the whole Learjet thing that happened about a month and a half ago was oh, bad that's enough. True. These guys have really had to strip down their displays and just basically, like you said, cars right. on carpet for these people just right. to check Inste- out. Instead of like you know high end experienced models, now they're just dragging people in off the street. Yeah, and they're like, <laughs> "How many teeth do you have? Four? Oh, good, get in. Yeah, come on, we need you. We need bodies in here. You yeah, things like people care or still. But no, we were down there. We actually tromped all the way, you know, a few, several blocks down the Greek Town just to go to our favorite. Uh, it's becoming a tradition now. The Golden Fleece down in Greek Town. Any of you local people? It's an old. It isn't like you're, you know. I'm familiar yeah, with it. Go- oh, yeah, me too. yeah, you guys are, and you hate it. Do you want our review? <laughs> <laughs> I went down there and had a fantastic open faced gyro. Good food. Good it food is, is good great. food. I was really good. It is in the greatest environment. Really Fine. afraid to eat that. it initially, but yeah, are you it kidding is, me? It's really good food. The word okay, ambiance and golden fleece. Well, see, my I'm actually sentence. shocked by this because you make snap judgments on places when you walk in. Like, oh, God, yeah, this know. place is filthy. I can't eat here. And that place just looks <laughs> it, like there are roaches all over the kitchen. It's just something about the place. Last year when we were at Monster Jam, my dad, my dad loves the place now, too, because last year when we were sitting there, um, a rabbi came in there and started blessing all of us. In the restaurant, he's blessing the restaurant. Just randomly he was just blessing this, you. This Greek Orthodox dude, just he was a rabbi, you know, a Greek whatever, Orthodox yeah. guy, came in there and started blessing the restaurant. And then he came over to our, our table and started blessing us, and we're like, all right. Unless cool, he had man. a can of Raid in his hand, I don't. Yeah, know. <laughs> 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 yeah so, but no, we went down there, had our dinner, um, warmed up, and then we walked back. In the snow. Oh. This time, by this time, because it was like coming down, like oh, in it was buckets. coming down. It good. was coming down. Well, we, we, yes, went, we got I down remember. there. We got down there and oh. went to the pit party for the first thing. Went down there and looked at all the trucks and you know met all the people and all that stuff. Uh, and that's when we walked over there and it was snowing like just buckets. We were just getting mm-hmm. pounded on. On the way back, it wasn't as bad. The snow stopped. The wind cut down and it was a little bit easier to walk. But uh, 
Went in there and enjoyed the show. Had a good time. Got home here real late. But the one thing I want to quickly mention, it was a freak accident. You know, we talked about this yes. last night. And I'm going to keep it real brief. I'm sorry. We're not going to talk about monster trucks for the next, next 15 minutes. I promise you we won't do that. <laughs> okay. We, we've bent, we've bent the bar enough around you. I'm going to write it down at 6.14. <laughs> yeah, cut it right here. Scott. No. Um, you know, and... I'm not going to mention names because I don't want to, you know, pr- you know, further this controversy. But uh, Tacoma, Washington, there was an accident. Actually, I didn't even know about this until last night when I got home from our event. Uh, there was a, there was an accident at a monster truck show, uh, the same one we were at, actually. Right. Um, and uh, unfortunately, it's a really sad thing. Um, a little six year old kid got killed. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just super sad. Um, freak accident, from what everybody's saying. I mean, nobody knows. What happened? And, you know, and I've talked to a few people about this today, and this stuff, I mean, this happens. I mean, any racing event you go to, we've seen all the the history things and whatnot of accidents that have happened at, you know, auto racing events, and this isn't much different. I mean, these are high-powered machines, and when something shoots off of them, <laughs> right. you can get I mean, hurt, they, you know? they literally are bolted and welded to yeah, the frame. Yeah, these are buckets but, of bolts, essentially. But know? what happens is when you're doing these performance Things that yeah. need to be done in order to do the entertainment. Yeah, things things happen. Break. Things break. Things, things fly break. off. It is dangerous and, and sad. Well, these. Uh, I know that they take every effort oh, possible. Yeah. yeah, to not have that happen. Yeah, it was a really good but time, it but it just kind of so it kind of laid a whole eerie thing on it though. When I got home last night, because I was still jamming, you know, jazz from the whole thing being there. It was a good time. Got a lot of really cool pictures. You know, that's my new photography thing. I'm like, you know, let me take a picture of the truck in the air. Wow. Ooh, ooh! <laughs> but hey, I have fun doing it. So, uh, but I was jazzed from you know being there, and I got home last night. And Amber's the one that told me originally because I'm like, yeah, we had a great time. You weren't there, haha. You know all that stuff. But uh, she, uh, she's like, yeah. Somebody said there was an accident, you know, in Tacoma, Washington. So, you know, all respect out to the family of the child, um, and also the driver. Oh, the talk truck. about I mean, the, this guy. I, I can only the... imagine what this guy's doing. He's cru- he's crushed. Yeah, I know that for a fact. Um, you know, so all respect out to these people, and you know they're in our hearts. Real sad event, you know, and I, I, you know, it's I don't know what else to say about that, but just something I thought I'd mention out there. It was an unfortunate accident. Uh, a little child lost his life. Another man was injured in the accident mm-hmm. too. So yeah, that's that's a bummer. I hate to start the show off on a note like that, but that was kind of the weekend. You know, I know you, Doug. Um, we talked about five thirty before the show here, and you were just. You actually said the f bomb on the I phone. Yes, I was I like, whoa! You're like. Bleep! I gotta go. That's and because like, I had. To, I I was. I, all right. I was cut I'm off. Shocked you got him on the phone. First I, of all, I was. Cut well, off I usually for, just call him now. You know, say, hey, I'll wait for you on the porch. We'll chill for a minute. You know, we'll all hang. When out you called, I was physically uh, snow blowing. Mm-hmm. And then he called, and then I you were on the road, and I heard. Sort of. I yeah, I had heard the phone ringing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was in a big hurry at this point because it had taken me an hour to snow blow just yeah. a tiny little driveway. But you, you know, when you drive on it, if mm. you drive on it the day while it's snowing, oh, yeah. you got to go over and over and over. And even then you can't get it all yeah. done, you know. The, um, so yeah, I, I ended up, uh, leaving a half hour late to get here. Mm-hmm. And you made it though. You made it like in, within three minutes. It's a yeah, three minutes. Five fifty-seven. Five fifty-seven. When I turned my car off, and I'm like, I told Bonnie, oh, I'm like, you know what, gosh. Doug's gonna be late. It's cool. Just hang by the door. We'll, you know, we'll make it work. You know, it's cool. I was cut off from leaving by a big flatbed truck that was stuck sideways on one of the roads. Nice. I mean, it was literally I left early because when I left, it was snowing buckets, and I was like, yes. crap. The roads are going to be And crap. Down River got it worse than we did, didn't it? Oh. Because we're, we're north of, a little bit north of Detroit, and we got dumped on. But I, I think Down River gets it even worse because of the lake, Lake yeah. Erie. Yeah. 
It's yeah. just not pretty. Wow. Yeah, the, the weather sucks here right now, people. Um, <laughs> and we have friends all over the country. And, and having, we're coming to visit. And they're having a well, yeah, <laughs> But from what I understand, they're all having a great time, um, just just rubbing it in our faces. Yes, right now. Exactly. Oh, yeah. So I throw spon- snowballs at you. Response to you on that is piss off. Okay? <laughs> You'll get yours someday. And that's the clean response. Because you know what? Yeah. You, you know what? People always end up in Michigan. It's just the way it works. I've yeah. been all over this country, and people always seem to end up in Michigan sometimes. You'll so be you, here you'll, for a winter. You'll get yours. So you yes. enjoy that warm weather right now. You enjoy the, <laughs> having to have the you know having to have the central air on and your fans and all that fun stuff because it's coming to you someday. Yeah. Enjoy telling me that, oh, it's cold here today. It's 70. Yeah, <laughs> and at you. night it gets really cold. Birds. It goes down to 54. 50. <laughs> yeah. right, now, right now I think it's a balmy like 7 degrees outside again. I'm not too sure exactly. But this week actually we got down into the negatives. I mean at nighttime. We're living on the friggin' moon. We I swear to God. We were in the negatives during the day. Today? Yeah. Not today, Not but today, this but week. Yeah, we, you're right. We were. Uh, yeah, we're living. Apparently, we're living on Pluto. They or canceled here. school for the kids because yes, the did. one morning it was it was going to be negative, and it was going to be negative thirty five or something, or negative like, thirty. I don't remember, but it was going to be so cold, wind chill that they canceled school. They, they did not want school. the kids waiting for buses. Ah, uh, they cancel school. with if somebody gets upset there nowadays, no, they don't. I, uh, I don't think not so. Not downriver, they don't. They only have a few days that they can play I remember with. walking through 20 feet of snow with no Uphill shoes and I, I, I to get myself no, to school. No, we never did that, but downriver, they don't, they don't cancel school for, you know, just anything. I think our the bus drivers out there have lived in Michigan like 400 years <laughs> and have been driving a bus for 400 years because they'll go through anything. They don't care. Yeah. I, I just remember being in elementary school and having that happen, you know, having to walk to school and be like, you know, mom, could you give me a ride? No, it's good for you. Get out there. <laughs> walk. No, nope, the girls it. and I are getting together and watching <laughs> yeah. uh, stuff. To We're you, playing you, Bunko. Yeah. It builds, yeah. it builds, yeah. it builds character. Do that. You're it builds not. character. <laughs> so, yeah, there's our rant about having to deal with this crap here in Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um, ghost hunting? Yeah, right. <laughs> not <laughs> happening right, right now. now no. you're, lucky if, you're lucky if you can get me out of bed right now, because that bed right now is a cocoon on this kind so of weather. I so remember when I first met you guys do you remember ghost hunting you weren't with us but we we you had just gotten a camera or i had just gotten a camera oh if you're i think i know we went we went to the there was this friggin' painful we went to the cemetery right behind macomb macomb county jail next to a jail yeah it's right next to the jail of all the places to go ghost hunting at let's go let's go right there right by a jail i mean this thing is like a step stone's throw away from a jail and it was so cold i swear i thought i got frost no we went out there i was like just got this camera yeah yeah and it was the old Mavica with the yes, floppy disk. With the floppy you know? disk. Like, latest and greatest. I paid like five bills for this whole set, you know? <laughs> and, uh, we, yeah, I'm like, I think I come and scooped you. I'm like, I want to check this thing out. Let's go, let's go mess around with it. And we went out here, you know, we were both like, this is really cool. Well, we'll just go out for a few minutes and shoot some photos and see what happens, right? And yeah, I remember, I remember that so vividly because we went out there. It was so cold that, Pain said it. It was pain. It wasn't like, you know, the, ooh, this is cold. Ooh. Like, ooh, it's it was brisk. physical no. pain. Yes. Like, like, I think the muscle tissue was freezing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it hurts. So we got in the car, remember, we that got in the car, bad. and we were like, this is, oh my God, what were we thinking? This is, <laughs> let's I can go home. I remember going out with you guys and being so cold that <clears throat> I had my finger on my camera, and I couldn't 
push to take the picture because my fingers were so cold and so numb. And now we're all like 50-year-olds and we're like, yeah. screw this weather. I'm not, I'm not going out there. I'll wait till yeah. it's 70 at night no. and then I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the bottom line here with is Bonnie, just ridiculous, With Bonnie, man. the thing I remember most is when, oh my gosh, we would... Did for, I fall? No, no, no. For <laughs> some reason, I always get talked into, or I don't always do it now because Bonnie's there to say no, yeah, but... Yeah. Um, <laughs> For some reason, I went through this phase where I would get talked into going camping. <laughs> I remember this. And every single time we'd go, and it would like either pour rain or be freezing, freezing cold. That's why I hate camping. <laughs> but we'd wake up, Bonnie would be in the truck or whatever, and oh, I'd be like, for the birds. Where do you get it? I never slept in the truck. What is oh, the fascination the with this whole camping thing? You know, I know there's a lot of people out there that probably listen to this show. That just absolutely love to go out in the I great wild. I wanted to had to because our side of the tent leaked and yeah. everything was soaked. Yes, that's including true. us. That's true. I think. Uh, well, you know, if you got one of them mobile home things, and that was ghost hunting trips. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we went ghost hunting yeah. just where we're going to camp. Yeah, well, now, you guys do that. Some mo- motor home or something that would be I can really deal with that. Or how about we go out into the woods for a while and we go back to the hotel. No, that's the thing. That's I, camping I trip See, for Doug, me. Doug and I now, when someone says, let's go camping, I say, let's look for a haunted hotel near where they want to go camping. With heat. Right. With heat. With and heat or an air preferable running water. Mm-hmm. That might help. I mean, look, I'm not a materialist, but, you know, we do live in an era where, look, you know, I like I like my running water. I like especially I love that hot running running. That's my oh, favorite God, hot yes. running nice water, stuff. especially this time of year, right? Uh, nice and, stuff after a freezing cold night on the ground. No, and I'm not yeah. exactly. I the, the the few times I've been camping, and we used to do our you know our annual like uh, Cadillac canoeing trip that you guys have heard all the. Yeah, horror stories mm-hmm. about you know. First of all, we were wasted, so I could probably just passed out on the ground. It wouldn't have mattered. And most of them did, from what I understand. yeah, most of us did. <laughs> yeah. But I used to end up. This is when I had my laser that had the big hatchback in it, and that thing was so big I could fold the seats down in the back of the car. Oh, throw sweet. a blanket down and pass out in the back of the car like that, and actually lay out flat. So I ended up just doing that. I wouldn't even bring a tent the last couple of years we went. I just came there with my car, threw down the blanket, and slept in the car. And you know, because it always rained. Right, right. It, I, I, I think was, it does whenever anybody goes camping. It so didn't the, the no, one time we went camping. It was just really, 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 really cold. Yes, it does that. Oh, speaking of did a cabin. We did a cabin. You, you got the cabin thing. Remember speaking that? Speaking of the me cabin what? thing was awesome. It was awesome. I got an email. I actually read through my emails some sometime earlier in the okay, week. Okay, apparently hell has frozen over. I know, I did. And, well, you look at it outside. I want to hear this. What, what happened? I got an email, and, and this lady says... Get a press oh, release. I Doug wish... answered an email. I didn't answer it. I just read it. Um, and, well, you read it. Well, same yeah. thing. Get a press release ready. Let's go. And uh, and she had said something like, she's, you know, ghostly taco, I found it, and now I listen every, you know, month that, you, you know, guys suck. Podcast. I can't stand you. What are you doing? Yeah. No, no. Usually, no, I'm a podcast listener. And, yeah. and uh, she says, what is, is that, like? Typing during the show. What is that? I hear <laughs> oh, it's still my, coming through. I hear it through Dude, my. No, wait a minute. I thought we had the iPod. pad. You know, that's what we don't have there. I put that pad down there to try to try to. You know what? We gotta get that thing. You know, we're on break. I might grab that. So I want to explain to everybody. All right. Yes, indeed, it is typing. No, it's, we're not doing our homework during the show. <laughs> Go ahead. We when when we're on the air, Bonnie is in the chat room. And unfortunately, the way that the power cords well, and the cords and everything yeah. works. 
Um, and, and the microphones and the way we have it set up. We have a round table. I think there's, like, there's, there's pictures of our website. Of the Go to the photo section. You'll see pictures of our little studio. Right. There's pictures. And, and, uh, and the way it's set up is, you know, Bonnie has to have the, the laptop right in front of her so that she can see us and interact with us yeah. during the show. Yeah. And, and usually make signs. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> there's the interaction. Right there. There's the interaction. I love it. And, uh, but so when she's, you know, typing in the chat room. No. And I've tried to fix this problem. We've discussed this before. Yeah. And, I, and I'd always, you know, for a while, because we didn't, right now, as, as what I'm looking at there, we, we have, like we these, have, a, we we have, have these sticky pad. pads on the table to keep things from sliding around, right? And originally we just had the laptop on top of the sticky pad. Well, I found a little piece of rug. And through that, that's on the table right now, also. Because I thought that would that would take the sound out. Well, um, evidently, apparently, I just type really. Well, hard. no, we have a pad that I have to throw down. I, we well, have in a the pad new, I, in the evidently the the iPods and things. The you know when when you're listening on the headphones, uh-huh. yeah, they're they're so sensitive that you can hear it in in the headphones. We gotta fix that. <laughs> when we're on the <laughs> break, I'm gonna find anyway. it's in well, one of the travel cases right here. It's a good right thing here. that the keyboard doesn't have tones, so they can't <laughs> actually <laughs> decipher <laughs> what I'm typing. Oh yeah, well that that's is the, but, yeah, that's 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 what's going on though. Yeah. So you know what? When, when we're on break, I'm gonna try to find that that pink pad we have. I will give that a try. Throw, no, yeah. we've had it. and It worked really good before. Yes. So, but I forgot we pull. I think we used it for something else and just never threw it back on the table. So yeah, I know that's something that drives me insane because it comes through our headphones also. Like if she really gets, right, on, but she I really gets on a string over there, it's like... Boom, yeah. boom, <laughs> that's what oh, made man. you get we'll the see. pad last time. I know. i got to get there, the thing out of the case. There are indeed contests and things that happen in the chat room during the show that, <laughs> that require Bonnie to, to type back and forth to people. And, and they're not like for, for money or prizes. They're just you know one-upping each other. Well, they're drinking games. And they're <laughs> drinking <laughs> games. <Yeah. laughs> by Which the is end, why I'm usually drunk by the end of the show. By, yeah, by the end of the show, people can't type. You know? So there is indeed a chat room while we're while we're doing the show, and, that, and that's and why you hear that. PM. So if you go to ghostlytalk.com, you can click on, you know, the chat while what is it? Chat while live or something yes. like that. Link on live the steamy sex chat. That's yeah. Wow. <laughs> with the with the busty blonde stand, you know, picture the busty blonde next Woo. to it. It's right on the homepage. You'll see it right there. Oh yeah, but but we can't afford the ones that look like models. No. We so just, we got uh, the one that we pulled off the street with three yeah. teeth. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> three teeth. <laughs> yeah, three teeth. <laughs> well, we are, well, we, Three teeth. Yeah, nice I have free, free teeth. See, so you guys couldn't see. Can't see. You guys Doug could not see that. Four fingers when he said three teeth. Yeah, you yes. guys, yeah. You guys, you're out there on radio. Land. My body wow. is not working with my mind. It's your hands Which frozen like that. Yeah, my hand. This is how I blow or snow blow the driveway. <laughs> I can't move my fingers. Well, we also, are in Warren. <laughs> That's how many teeth are in the whole city. And also, when we're live. When we're live from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time, we have the phone lines uh, there for, for you to listen on. You can listen on your cell phone or your VoIP phone or whatever. You can call area code 201-793-9022. And then when the lady, uh, the recording lady asks, it's 799-5098, followed by the pound sign. Yeah, you can listen And you can listen live on the telephone. So if you're driving or whatever, you can you can listen in. 201 793 Nine zero two two, and then when the lady asks, seven nine nine five zero nine eight, followed by the pound sign. That of course is published on our website. If you go to ghostlytalk.com, it's in that. Yeah. And I'll bar be impressed when you can do that without looking at the phone. I I know I still have to look at it at the phone. You you know it by heart. For some reason, you tell Bonnie a number, and it's like. 
and the reason I'm the spreadsheet king because I don't want to remember crap anymore. <laughs> the stuff just gets stuck in my head. I can't. Help I go it. to the cloud. I pull the information down. We move on to our next adventure. <laughs> do, do we have to go? Or do we have a couple minutes? Because well, I want to talk. No, about we got this. one minute. No, you one minute. Mention it. Go ahead. And mention I want to talk it. about this. We we did get the, our well, this, copy. We talked to these people uh, yesterday. Eugene and Mary last week. Yesterday, I talked to them yesterday. Eugene and Mary Yelchin. We talked to them last week, and this is what happened. We had an issue with UPS, and I couldn't get over there. You know, back to and pick forth. up. The, well, you don't. The interactive book. This is for people who want to send us stuff. Don't you, you, you? We have a PO box, and the rule is you can't use FedEx or any of these ground services for a PO box. You can only use, um, you know, the post service for that. Um, and that's the problem we have with this this book. But you know, go ahead. Sorry, I mean. To so, so what happens is they we we did end up getting this finally. It's fantastic. Um, it's I'm called glad I got Ghost it. Files: The Haunting Truth, and it's the interactive book that we talked about. Yeah, on I wish we would have had it last week. It'd have been just even cooler. This is a work of. Oh, it's fake. I love these new books, these people, because this is kind of like the, the 20th century version of the pop-up book that we used to have when we were kids. Remember those things? Uh-huh. Remember the yeah. pop-up books? You pulled the thing and like the, the space shuttle would launch. We're making but a pop-up if you popped Bible. it too many times, Boom, they, it would blow apart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the space shuttle would actually this, go, Boing! This is like the new version of that. These books, and Amber loves these things. Amber loves these books. She's got a bunch of these things, like for pirates and then Egypt and all that stuff. But this is this the is one for ghost hunting, for, right? Yeah, and it's called Ghost Files, The Haunting Truth. And wow. Yeah. The link's up on the site. You can check it it's out. It's absolutely want. phenomenal. I absolutely love the picture on the back of it. Yeah, nice skull. <laughs> it's a cool book. It's he's fun. happy. He's hot. He's hot. He's, he's also happy. Yeah, I'm he's serious. real hot. He melted his skin off. I'm seriously in the skeletons. He's got green eyes too. Which is uh, yeah, green famous. eyes are hot. No. Why don't we take a quick break? Because we need to get uh, Bob coming up. on the phone. Yeah, and we need to get this pad for Bonnie's laptop too. The Ouija board we'll be talking about. Pretty Ooh. controversial. I know a lot of people don't want to use it, don't want to talk about it, don't want you know that kind of thing. So we're going to find out the the ins and outs right after this. Ghostly talks. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Luke. And this is Tobin from Quest Research. Hey, Tobin, what do you get when four guys with absolutely no video experience whatsoever decide to produce their own online paranormal TV show? I don't know what. Oh, wait. I do know. Ghost Diaries, right? That's right. You can check us out and get involved at www.questresearch.net. And the good thing about being new is that we will only get better. Do you feel like there's something happening in your home or business? Something you can't explain? Do you think that whatever is happening seems to be paranormal? Do they exist? Florida Ghost Hunters at FloridaGhostHunters.com are looking for haunted locations throughout Central Florida. Let the team at Florida Ghost Hunters investigate your paranormal experience. Their mission is to disprove a haunting with science, to find a reasonable explanation to a problem, and whatever is left becomes evidence. FloridaGhostHunters.com If you've experienced paranormal activity in your home or business, you are urged to visit FloridaGhostHunters.com and click Need Help. (gasps) FloridaGhostHunters.com
I'm Tim Yancey, inviting you to explore the fascinating realm of the paranormal. Ghosts and hauntings, Bigfoot, UFOs, and alien abductions. Join me live every Sunday evening at 9 p.m. with the foremost authorities and experts in the world regarding the mysterious realm of the unexplained. The Encounters Paranormal Radio Series, as heard on WBZT 1230 a.m. com. Listening to Ghostly Talk. Oh, let's talk, you know, let's talk about being a guest on a show. Yeah, you know, let's do that. Because, you know, I mean, the thing is, is I I understand that it's, you know, it, it's it's probably fairly low on your priorities because, you know, you've got family things and you've got issues and you've got, you know, and things interrupt, right? And and we know this. We we didn't get to talk to the... Dave um, Brocky. We didn't get to talk to Dave Brocky. We're gonna, but we're talking to him in a couple hours. Right. We didn't get to talk to the, the fellow from the uh, the Teeter, John Teeter website. We didn't get to talk, you know, because things come up. Things, things come happen, up. happen and we understand. But the thing this. is also, I, like, for example, a couple weeks ago... But you Dave, know, Dave being the stand-up awesome guy that he is, um, and uh, you know, I can tell you this from personal experience. We che- uh, we were trying to get a hold of him that night during the show, right? And he wasn't answering. I'm like, oh, this isn't like Dave. And I checked my email, and sure enough, there was an email sitting there that said, "Hey, dude, I'm I got an Things emergency. Out, I'm I got, really yeah. sorry. I tell everybody I'm so sorry." And that's called taking accountability for yourself, right? Okay. And the thing is, is I, I can understand that, that, you know, PR and media relations and stuff is probably low on your totem pole. If you're, if you're a researcher, you're, you know, if, or, or, or if things come up. However, there is a thing though that, I mean, we've worked for what? Th- this is our seventh year, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, we're going to be seven years old and, and going into our eighth year of broadcasting, uh, next month. And, you know, we put a lot of time and effort into the show, mm-hmm. and we've built, I think, a, a listenership, and uh, we've we've innovated. We have uh, set set the bar pretty high as far as sound quality goes, except for typing sometimes, I guess. But I mean, it's not me. For the no. <laughs> That's, this is me this time. So I need to get a path for my I keyboard. Can't, now. I can't even hear that in my uh, in my. Well, I'm actually phone. emailing the the, the the PR people right now for this guy. But yeah, Bob um, Dalby evidently doesn't. Uh, let's, not, let's not knock the guy. Let's not bag on the guy. I mean, he's probably a really cool guy, but I don't know what's going on here. You know. Now let's let's take into account also that in the seven years we've been doing the show, I can count on one hand how many people have not right. have, have stood us up. Right. You know what I mean? And I don't. And, and I I know I've been frustrated about this before. Um, but you know, here we go again. Right. But what do we need to do here? I do. I'll tell you people out there exactly what I do every Sunday for this show. All the guests we have queued up, you know, that are going to be on that night. 
I go through, and this is from experience, right? Mm -hmm. I go through and call each of these people before the show from the studio line here and say, hey, you know, this is, you know, usually they pick up. If they don't, I leave a voicemail with my cell number from the call or whatever. And I say, this is a courtesy call to you just to let you know what's going on here. Uh, just to remind you too, sometimes people forget things. Mm -hmm. You know what happens? Uh, this is a courtesy call for you to let you know what's going on. Um, and so I do this every single week. This is part of the thing. And if you've been on the show and you listen to the show, whatever, you know what I'm talking about. You will have gotten uh, a courtesy call. Yeah. So, um, you know, and if I get, like I said, I get voicemails, I, I leave a, I leave a message, whatever it may be. So, you know, I, I think I and us here all do everything we can to make sure everything runs as smooth as possible here. And it's to usually run smooth regardless if we, if the person doesn't show up. But I think it does get a bit frustrating sometimes when you get somebody you know, well, I, here. And it's live radio too, so this I kind mean, of stuff I, happens. I can understand that things happen. It is live and things happen and, and he may have an emergency, that kind of thing. But my understanding is he didn't, you know, he didn't pick up for the courtesy call, that um, the emails back and forth were few and far between, things like that. It's, it, there is a certain amount of respect, I think, mm -hmm. that people do need to show a show. An email. Mm -hmm. An email saying, I'm sorry something came up. Or a quick phone call. You you had the courtesy call, so you've got the phone number. Yeah, this was a number that was provided to me. I mean, I and we double checked even even you know in our haste here on the break when we were trying to get things pulled together here, I checked the phone number in our and email that we got. Typed in. And I just yeah. and made sure that I didn't make it because I have done that before. I've I've done a fat finger before. Yeah, and I've put the wrong number in there. I'm like, oop, let's fix it. You know, right? So we check ourselves all the time, but it's like, okay, dude. Um, so what's going on here? Why are you yeah. not answering the phone? And I, and I don't mean to, you know, I'm not, I, I don't, by far, I do not want to call out, you know, just this one guest who, who's a, obviously a no call, no show, but, um, because something may have happened. Something undoubtedly happened. Something could happened. have happened. Yeah, exactly. You know, That's why we, so maybe we shouldn't be I'm going, not, yeah. I'm not, you know, zooming in on him. I, I'm just saying that this is a, you know, it's a letdown for, I think, everybody, for yeah. a lot of people. Yeah. I would have liked to have talked about this subject. Well, I, you know what? The thing was with, with this gentleman, you know, and you know what? This usually after we do something like this, we, and I, we get a, we get a little frustrated. I always get the email saying, you know, it's usually something like really... Yeah. Oh, and, this and that happened, and you know, that and then, and then I feel like you know, an ass after that. And then you're like, oh, you know, I shouldn't have overreacted. But, you yeah. know, it, it, it does happen... More and more. But it doesn't Why go. Is it, with, happening it, it doesn't. More and more. It doesn't. Ha I mean, it doesn't negate the fact that okay, look, I know that things happen, but we could have just gotten a phone call or an email or something. I make myself very available to the people that are on the show. Right. I, I know I'm always there. I always pick up my phone and, I, and just a simple little email. I check my email like fifty thousand times a day. I'm, I mean, I'm on it all the time, keeping an eye on things. So, you know, anybody out there, if you, you email me, I, I'm pretty good. Lately, it's been getting backed up, but I get back to you as soon as I can. So, well, this yeah, is, it's a little bit of a bummer, you know. Yeah. And I thought about you when I saw that, you know, when this, when I was emailed to these people and they, they wanted to come on the show, I looked at it, read through it, and said, "Oh, Doug would dig this. Mm -hmm. It's about Ouija board stuff. He would really dig this." And I yes. thought, I, I, you know, I would have. Yeah, I, I, I have him on with you in mind on this, yeah. so it is kind of a bummer, you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, so basically what we're saying is that Bob isn't here. <laughs> <laughs> and and that that's sad. And, I, and I'm not and I and I don't want to pick on him. I, I you know cuz obviously something happened. But but I I just, you know, where where's the respect for the 7 years that we've been broadcasting? You know, where's the where's the email saying I'm sorry something happened? You know, I it, it's it's a bit of a letdown. Well, just, Especially just, just, somebody just who's fairness, researched this just stuff out of fairness, for 12 years. What yeah. is it? Uh since 1985. Heads up. Heads up, this is going to... 
<laughs> oh, you're gonna. You're tell? not hearing that. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. I'm not gonna do anything. Oh, good. No, I was just trying them again. Yeah, I was just trying them through. again. I mean, you guys didn't hear that because I had the, the channel out, but I'm, we're trying to get them on the phone the, here. The uh, you know, from 1985 to 2009 is what. For, 14 years? 1985? Oh, 24 years. 24 years he's been studying this stuff. And he, you know, had an opportunity to talk about it with with people who would be interested in, you know, I mean, I'm sure, I don't know. It's a letdown. It is, it's a letdown. It's a bummer. And, and I'm yeah. sad about it. No, yeah. It, it just kind of bums us out. You know, like I said, this stuff happens and things happen. And I'm sure I just, as we're doing this show, I actually just emailed the, the, the person that's in, you know, his I mean, handler, I guess. And I, I said, Hey, you know, we tried calling this guy for the show and he's not there. You know, what's going on? What happened? Yeah. I would like an explanation of what's going on here. Because in the past, we've always got an explanation from somebody. You know, and and things happen. I think we need to. That's a big point here. Stuff happens. Yeah. Stuff happens to Doug. Stuff ha- happens to me. Yeah. Stuff happens to Bonnie. I almost um, didn't make it on time to the show. Yeah, you know, but and it's not like the show creeped up on me and suddenly, you know, or or it changed to six p.m. I know when the show is. It's six p.m. to nine p.m. Eastern time on yeah, Sundays. Yeah, and yeah. So I could have planned. You know, I we but, could just start pre-taping the show like everybody else does. <laughs> <laughs> I guess no. we, we could do that, and then everything would run perfectly smooth. Right, the guests would always that would take be all there. the fun out of it, though. I think too, because you know this isn't fun. Well, right I don't now, know. I got I got positive feedback on the on the December stuff. Well, people really dug that. I think you know when we did that. Obviously, we told you the reasons for that. We had we had to do we had to meet. Yeah, and, uh, and you know we might have to do it again down the road here just because of obligations we have. But it's just to keep, it, it, the reason we're doing that though is to keep the show pushing forward. Though, right? I and don't want to see us get you know stop in our tracks because right. we have. I think we. I think there's there's just too much time invested in this thing to stop it like that. So anyway, for for a, an alternative subject, yeah, we, got we get to talk time. about. We get to do like classic ghost talk stuff and talk about a subject. Mm-hmm. You had picked out a subject, and this is interesting because it's not really one of my topics, but I definitely have. Well, I don't know how we can riff on it. how much we can riff on this, but uh, wonderful, nice person who's emailed a couple times into the show. I don't really like throwing names out there because I don't know how people feel about that. You know, right. We're not we're not completely in a digital age yet, as much as some people want to believe we are. Mm-hmm. Um, some people do like their privacy, so I'll just say it's a listener, you know, who listens to the show. He sent some pretty interesting emails, and one of the things he threw out there um, was this idea of you know that you know of cloning and spirituality, and this whole cloning craze we got now. We want to clone everything, right? Right. Um, and you know what? I you know I, he has his thing here, right? But I want you know this just kind of spark something in me too thinking about this he's like yeah you know if we are all spiritual beings like we've heard a lot of times in the past here on the show um and that like you know you're one spiritual being i'm one spiritual being bonnie's one spiritual being and the body we have you know this is this this houses this one you know very unique soul or spiritual body or energy energy whatever you want to call it you know um it's a unique signature there's nothing like it in the world. We're no, no you know, we're, as far as we know, no two Thank people are heaven. alike, right? It's unique. Um, and then you go, yeah, and one of them just moved out of Michigan, which is thank heaven. <laughs> I got know. Your text, they're like, woo, what? that unique spiritual being can be far away. We'll be happy. What am I moving? My what niece's baby, not, ba- you, not, not you. you. My niece's baby daddy. <laughs> oh yeah, we met, we talked about it before the show. Uh, we, we can we can complain about that in a minute if you want. But uh, 
Now, if we go, and I don't know, I'm by no means am I a genetic engineer or have I ever claimed to be one, but if you take a unique person, a unique a, a person like me, like they go, Scott, we really like you, you got good genes, and we think we can make something, you know, we can we can mass produce you. Uh, you know, here we go, buddy. It's just spitting. What's this cup. better than one, Scott L? Yeah, let's spit. Oh, two. <laughs> two. Can I take one home with me? You, you, know, you get in line, honey. All right. There's a lot of girls who would love to have this. Have a big, big yeah, Scott L teddy bear in their the bed. Line. Yeah, all the yeah. way up yeah. the door. What's up? But no, if they were to take, you know, That's why we have Dobermans here? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, I, hey, the, the first the first family needs to be protected. His yes, attack exactly. guinea pig is yes, frightening. Yes. <laughs> I got, I got, I got, I got He's well trained. Three I got more security than Kwame Kilpatrick. Yeah. <laughs> right. The first family. I got my own Escalade and everything. Mm-hmm. Right. What's Just up, have yo? safe text because you know what happened to him. Oh yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Thankfully, I hate texting. <laughs> but okay. Point being though is. If we take this thing and we go, we really like you, Scott, we're, we're going to clone you, right? Now, I'm a unique spiritual being here, right? Yes. This is just, you know, a high-level thing. I'm a unique spiritual being. Right. And they clone me. And they right. make a direct clone. I'm not talking about, you know, donating. <laughs> I'm talking about cloning. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yes. I'm I talking know. about cloning, all right? This they really, make a direct really... clone of me. Right? This really went. Uh, there we go. Obani out of the channel. Bad, bad. Well, no, I just want to differentiate the difference between the two, right? I think that particular uh, uh, that particular curve was a slippery one. <laughs> you're gonna go out too. You're going. You're out. You're on your way out of here too. I'm pulling everybody out of the channel. I really didn't need the hand signals. <laughs> did, I, did I make a hand signal? Oh, I did? Cloning. Did I? Donating. I didn't even realize I did that. I, I this totally, is why Ghostly Talk is not Total involuntary response, and nobody yeah. even, I didn't even realize I made the, the universal hand signal for, for donating. donating. Yeah. All right, so anyways, so, but they, they make a And clone. it's not writing a check, you guys. No, no, it isn't. If, um, if, if, if they were to make a complete clone of me, what, if this was, if this were true, because we don't know anything. Where's about, the soul? What is this person sitting next to me now that looks exactly like me? Maybe even exi- you know everything about this this being or this whatever it may be is exactly like me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, even to the down to the brain chemistry, you know, my usual paranoia, obsessive compulsiveness, the whole the whole the whole ball of wax, right? Um, but is there an element missing? And that's what really it's concerning about this. Now I. By any means, I mean I don't really want to have an opinion on cloning, but it, what what this gentleman there's sent a, us this really got me thinking about it though. There's a couple. Well, there's a couple of different things that I've read and and that I think about this. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, first of all, it's it's kind of limited to think that you, you know, the, this body and whatever makes it tick, it's it's spirit or soul, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, is just one unique thing because technically, according to um, Christianity and and Catholicism and stuff. We are all a divine, you know, a divine spark of one thing, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and all and all we're to do is to go home and join, you know, rejoin. Yeah. The you know the. We'll God, talk about throwing creator. a wrench in the machine, then. Okay, so so like technically, really, when when they say you know you are my brother, even though you're not blood related. Right, mm-hmm. they're talking spiritually. Right, they're talking. Mm-hmm. You know that that our our souls literally came from the same place, from the divine spark. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's also theories that that um, 
uh, that our souls can inhabit more than one body at a time. Uh-huh. I technically, my soul is up there, wherever it is. I have no idea. My soul is there. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this is a piece of my soul. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I die, I'm going to rejoin that's the rest spirit of division me. we're talking about then. I mean, that's what we've soul heard division. about. The soul yeah, division. And, and, and there was one, uh, one way show. Way back in the day. Way back in the day that somebody said, oh, you have another. I, name. I forget his name. It was from so many years ago. Right. And, and they said to me, you have another, you know, another piece of your soul is in somebody over in Germany or somewhere. I don't remember, but and I'm like, Ooh, thanks. You know? And, and I thought that was pretty creepy, but when I thought about it, I thought, well, it, it definitely could be. So, so just defining Peter soul, Novak, by the yes, way. Peter exactly. Novak. Yeah, that's who it was. And so I'm thinking, well, if, uh, if all of that, all of those different th- ways to describe a soul or, you know, your spirit, that kind of thing, if it is, if it's that difficult to define that, then it's going to be very difficult to tell whether or not a cloned person <laughs> has a soul or not. Well, okay, wait a minute. If, if, Is if, the if, divine if, spark yeah. going to happen because life was created? Oh, I mean, by humans. Yeah. And not in the way that it, you know, happens normally. Because yeah. obviously everybody knows how it normally gets created. No, Doug, tell me. Well, when a guy and a girl like it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know a lot about the birds and the bees. <laughs> okay, then. That was a quote that didn't make the list. Uh, do, <laughs> I'm what? lost. I'm lost. There now. was a quote. Didn't I make a quote? We were, it was something like, I know a lot about, I, I said it. I know a lot about the birds and the bees, but I don't know why they want well, to talk to each other. I, I don't remember exactly what I said, but it, we'll have to think about it. I later. don't know, but you got I want to throw one quote. thing out there, though. I mean, yes, this I gentleman do. sent a really cool email, and I, I went through it. And one, I mean, I don't want to read his whole email. I read That's it not too. cool. I don't want to read his whole email unless you know. he, yeah, unless yeah, he says, "Oh, this, go ahead, let's we're talk about just it." Jumped, we just kind of jumped off this thing and just, I just kind of popped my head. But one thing he said actually is one theory is that, and this is. This is, I put it in quotes. Uh, one theory is that because the clone body did not go through the normal natural cycle of growth within a womb, it is possible that a lower level entity, a demon, is able to inhabit the body. It may not always happen, but it opens a window that a demon to be, for a demon to become physical. Mm. That's one idea. So God protects wombs and wombs alone. That's just a theory. That's I why don't it's a theory. know if, if that's. But it just I hope seems he like text mine because you almost made me lose it a couple times. <laughs> I know our driving, but oh, it's yeah, obvious right. that this isn't the natural progression of things. You know, I mean, I'm always for new discoveries and stuff like that. But this obviously the cloning thing is it's it's not a natural progression. This body, I mean, I don't even know how they do it. I mean, do mm-hmm. they, does the body grow? Do they or do they just clone this thing and blink? You got an adult right there in front of you, or does, I mean, I imagine it has to grow or something like that. Yeah. I haven't read that much on this stuff. You know? I don't know. I I know that we have we have uh, people who have been. Uh, uh, for the, the you know in vitro fertilization, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think those folks have souls. Because well, the, the child's born, the child is born. That's kind of what. Well, I guess it's in the womb. The child's and, born, yeah, I mean, and they, they grow up, it's and they're fertilized raised. outside of the womb. But, but the actual magic happened in a test tube. It's a good point, or in a lab, or whatever. I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's not test tube. It's a beaker. Cr- I have no idea, but. You know, uh, so so the actual magic, the actual bringing together of the stuff of life, mm-hmm. without naming them, well, yeah, <laughs> happened outside of the normal means of procreation. Yeah, yeah. 
So is it the same thing for them? Do they ha- not have souls? Or I think what they might have to do is have... Could they be demons instead? I, I don't think I don't this know. listener is an expert. They don't claim to be one, but we might have to have them drop by and have a discussion about this. Right, I'd this like is, to talk about it. This is pretty interesting. And I'm, you know, I'm sorry if this, this particular listener is mad because we kind of jumped on this thing. <laughs> and we did, we kind of had a last-minute thing, and I'm like, ooh, that's something I thought of. Uh, so feel free to email it would, me. It would be interesting to talk about this. It's not my topic. It's not no, my but it's, it's something, forte, let's say. But it would be interesting to talk about. But it's, it's new ground. And I really think it's something we might, yeah, we might. And obviously, you're interested in it. Scott. Well, it's Otherwise just an idea. It, so. It's just an idea that what about really you, caught Bonnie? me off guard. You know, uh, what about me? Is it topic wise? Is, is it something that you could really sink your teeth into? Possibly. This is it's, a controversial it's, it's subject. It's something right I could get angry about too. Yes. Yeah. Quite easily. But I, I mean, but, I'm, I'm trying to show many different viewpoints, and and I, I even, I even know. You know, how, how the, you know, the typical way that we're brought up here in America and how you're supposed to think about it. And, and that's fine, but I'm trying to, you know, keep my mind open Mm -hmm. and, and discuss all of the possibilities. Well, I think what we might do is revisit this. This, like I said, this listener who sent me this email, which thank you, by the way. Thank you so much. Um, we might have this person just drop on and we could talk about it if they want to. I'm not going to put anybody on the right. spot. But, uh, you know, we might revisit this, but it was something I thought, if anything, we could, you know, get people thinking a little bit about something here. Mm-hmm. Take some right. away from the show. It definitely maybe, makes you think. Yeah, maybe you can, li- you can think this over and, you know, go, this is kind of weird. I'm not trying to sway anybody's opinion. Take, take it any way you want, but it is an interesting idea that, that, uh, you know, cloning. Of well, this sort. I mean, I'll tell you what. If, there's a lot of people I think that have gone through the natural progression of growth, and they don't have a soul, regardless. So, <laughs> you know, so I don't think that might make a bit of a difference. I some think some one people, just moved out of state. I'll t- I think <laughs> one just got out of office. <laughs> oh, this really went. I love it. I think one just got an office here in Detroit recently also. Well, so, I'm I mean, going to get um, my tape recorder, and I'll sit down, and I'll try contacting Dolly the Sheep. <laughs> and I'll find out and let you know. I'll get back with you. Actual evidence. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, We've made under, contact. We've made a breakthrough. Under the static. <laughs> Dolly. Dolly, can you hear me? Are you there? <laughs> That's it. That's it. <laughs> She's got a soul. Proof. It yeah, lives but, on after and death. And just so you know, if Doug was making it up, it would have a French accent <laughs> and <sounded> Russian. <laughs> We yes, had to explain that to somebody the other day at work. <laughs> that was an Why? interesting conversation. Because I started doing my French accent at work. about, And we were talking about cows. And this gentleman's like, he kind of looked at Doug and I like we both had three heads. And I'm like, okay, let me explain this to you. So, yeah. Uh, yeah anyways. We're at, we got to take a break here. Well. So, all right. That yeah, let's take a break because we're gonna be talking to Robert. Hopefully, St- for God's sake, yeah, we'll find out. Robert Stanley, yeah, Robert Stanley's gonna be here. We're gonna be talking about UFOs over. Well, basically, the title of the book is uh, my God, my brain just totally stopped here. Give me some paper. Give me anything to look at here. Close encounters <laughs> over Close Capitol, encounters on over. Capitol Hill. My yeah. God, I'm a little angry right now. Not don't be. Not really. Well, I'm just a, not even a little bit. I'm fine now. I think we had. Fun we're all jittery you. because we're all frozen. So yeah. go to break. We'll be right back with Robert Stanley. For more info, visit ghostlytalk.com.
X Radio and you. This is Johnny. Johnny is going to use his computer to contact the spirits. His sister Jenny is very curious and watches. Johnny just typed in www.para-x.com and is now communicating with the dead. You go, Johnny. Jenny is excited because now she can listen to shows like Night Watch with Todd Sheets, Caps Paranormal Radio with David and Tom, Paranormal Awareness with Bill Metz, Ghostology with Brian and Anna Marie, Leinster Paranormal Radio Show with Danny and Cormac, and The Ghost Divas Live. One day, the world will be a better place when we can all be like Johnny and Jenny and tune into Para-X Radio at www.para-x.com. All paranormal, all the time. When you flashed, I saw what looked like a figure standing in the hall. Okay, this is Dream Team. We're ready for EVP sleep. That is weird. These cameras don't do this. Water supposedly will come off and on in various rooms. So our EMF meter started to skip the You're listening to the number one source for paranormal evidence brought to you firsthand by real investigators in the field. No hoaxes, no disinformation. You're listening to The Ghost Project. I found myself face-to-face with someone or something that was attempting to play with my psyche as well as my physical being. How sure are you of that? I'm 100% sure of that.
Michigan with the good folks from Ghostly Talk. Oh, this place is creepy, man, but nowhere near as creepy as Wolfman Max Nightmare Cinema. It's a haunted drive-in, babies. And you know what we do there? We host classic B-horror and sci-fi movies, just like the ones you grew up with when you was a kid. And it's at Wolfman Max Nightmare Cinema right now, hosting on public access TV all over Metro Detroit. But guess what, kiddies? It's coming to you, and all you gotta do is have a computer. Just go to Wolfman Max Nightmare Cinema. It's NightmareCinema.com. We'll be broadcasting the show real soon, right from the website. Stay tuned. It's Wolfman Mac. Nightmare Cinema. Bye. You're listening to Ghostly Talk. Robert Stanley has traveled to dozens of countries, easily like dwarfing my two countries that I've been to, (laughs) and has read hundreds uh, of books and thousands of articles during his lifelong pursuit on modern and ancient mysteries. Over the past 30 years, Robert's quest for unique ideas and information has led him to research and write about many controversial topics. I don't know how that led him to ghostly talk, though, but we'll find (laughs) out. His ongoing investigations have been featured on international television. Television and uh, radio, and of course in print. The website is www.unicusmagazine.com. U N I C U S magazine.com, and um, of course that'll be linked up at ghostlytalk.com permanently under his uh, his guest bio thing. Yep. Uh, welcome, Robert Stanley, to Ghostly Talk. 
Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, I think the focus of the conversation, obviously, tonight is going to be, uh, you know, UFOs on Capitol Hill, which I, right. when I saw this thing, I was like, okay, this is more topical than anything right now, especially with yeah. the, the whole, Day after the whole, tomorrow, the whole regime change yeah. going on yeah. as we speak, right? <laughs> uh, you know, I, this is, you know, there's been a lot of these things, apparently, as far, I mean, as far as what I'm looking at here on our notes. Um, yeah. Well, I guess we can. Let's get into a couple of these sightings if you want to describe them for us, and then I guess we can maybe get into the. We'll we'll talk about the how, and then we maybe we can talk about the why here later on. So let's just start. Sure. Let's start with the first one here. Uh, uh, Washington D.C. was night eight eighteen fifty. That's when the first one was written down. We really don't know. I mean, you know, the city hasn't been there that long to begin with, um, uh-huh. and nobody asked the natives when they <laughs> moved in and took over. They didn't ask them about, you know, strange lights in the sky or anything like that. In fact, they didn't even call them UFOs then. It was just called an airship. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. But they saw, I mean, this, I mean, you, there was something documented, though, that somebody saw yeah. something in the area. Yeah, 1850, and then again, 1890, I think it was, around there. Um, then we don't, we start seeing like 1930. Up to 1948. After 1948, things just went out ballistic. I mean, there's been over 240 sightings since 1948 in D.C. proper. Okay, so we started with 1850. There was another one in 1942. That was before that, though, too. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And now this is a little more modern, though. Did anybody make any descriptions of what they saw over the, over the well, White House? For, for, wait, wait, wait. Before uh, we get into that, what's up? Did you? How do you? find this information because i i've i unfor you know being i've said this before on the show being a, a show host kind of thing and and just an avid reader uh i i get to read already done research and and talk about already done research and, yeah yeah and so i'm i'm not like an i can't be considered an expert on anything i'm you know i i haven't dug in and actually did the hard work and I'm wondering, do you get information like this from historical documents and and uh, maybe like uh, perhaps nonfiction books written at the time or articles sure. written in magazines or maybe personal diaries? Because I know there's yep. a lot of that in, in various archives. And mm-hmm. I mean, how, how do you go about researching this and targeting just what, what you're looking for? Because it seems to me that... If I sat down and started reading a diary, I'd read a lot of, you know, stuff not really... You know, I, I don't... How, how does it work to, to dig in? Well, it started with some photographs that were forwarded to me by a, a retired CIA operative, mm-hmm. a friend of mine, and he wanted me to look at these photographs of UFOs over the Capitol, and they actually landed on the Capitol on July 16th of 2002. Mm. I thought mm, there was no way that could be real, because, I mean, when I was looking at them, it already, the event had already been three years previous, and I'm like, wait a minute... Uh, I think I would have heard something about this by now. Um, <laughs> well, hey, so, you know, I'm thinking Photoshop, but it turned out there was a contact information for the photographer. I called him up. We talked, started exchanging emails. Uh, I realized not only was he telling the truth, but that um, that he had analog film. I mean, he'd taken this, this is, you know, before, I mean, he was still using Nikon cameras with film at that time mm-hmm. in 2002. So we said, gee, you know, hey, let's get that analyzed. Let's take a look at this. If it's real, then maybe, you know, this could be a huge story. Yeah. So that's how I got involved specifically in Washington, D.C. I was looking, and then how did I find the other stuff? Everything you said and more. I was looking day and night. I was looking for stuff wherever I could find it, in magazines, books, uh, uh, you know, uh, emails. Sometimes people would send me personal emails, say, hey, I saw this. I don't want to, don't mention my name anywhere. <laughs> right. I saw, yeah. you know, and so, uh, you know, it's been over three years now. And the database is, you know, hovering around 250 and counting. 
within the last, you know, like we said, since 1850. You mean been, 250 in regards to different separate, separate occasions? Yeah, separate occasions. Uh, right, exactly. Okay. Not not people, because there's been occasions in D.C. where there was hundreds, if not thousands of people that saw these things, but they didn't know what to do about it, because officially there's nothing you can do about it. Well, yeah. Right? I mean, who are you going to call? Peter Davenport? <laughs> uh, no, I don't yeah. think so. You know, I mean, hey, he's, he's, he's doing the job best he can, but... Uh, he has his limitations, and officially nobody's studying this or doing it. Unofficially, though, they're they're very concerned, very, very, very concerned, because these things are happening within prohibited, restricted airspace. I was just going to say that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yes, they're they're concerned. They're deeply concerned, but they don't want to admit this because, well, it would make them look somewhat incompetent, uh, and it could cause a panic to some degree. I mean, in '52, they really thought we were being invaded, so that's one of the reasons they went around confiscating all the film. And cameras that they could find. They canvassed the entire the military, went around knocking on people's doors, saying, hey, were you on the mall? Did you take a picture? Hand it over. This is the National Security Act. Give us the camera, give us the film, or you're going to go to jail. That's how it went down. I so, yeah, well, hey, come on. They couldn't control the UFOs, so they had to control public, the public's perception, which meant, you know, in part, confiscating this information, classifying it. Mm-hmm. And eventually they've leaked some of it, which you can see, thankfully, is on my website. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've got the largest civilian collection of Washington, D.C. UFO photographs and that one movie that, they, that was leaked by a British company. And same year I started my investigation. Uh, I started in the spring of 2005. By July of 2005, to coincide with the anniversary, I had released the article in print nationally and, uh, excuse me, internationally through Nexus Magazine and also on my website at unicusmagazine.com. Mm-hmm. And that that caused some problems. That uh, Right around that time, I got visited by a black helicopter. It was unmarked. I kind of thought those things really didn't exist because I'd never seen one before. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't expecting it to come to my house. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was at the time, I was living in a very quiet residential neighborhood in Los Angeles, and I... I was, you know, working in my studio, and uh, this thing just came over, and it was hovering, not just hovering, it was doing circles right over my house, like 300 feet above my house. Mm-hmm. And it was so loud, it was literally like shaking the foundation, so I went outside to see what was going on, and here it was hovering over my car. I could have hit it with a rock, you guys, it was that low. Did they wave to you or anything? <laughs> no, they had, it was totally smoked windows, I could, you couldn't tint it, you couldn't see who was in there, or what they were doing. So, wow. I mean, I was shocked. I was really shocked. It's the noise of it and the fact that there it was, like, so in-your-face kind of thing. And I ran into the house, and um, I was able to, to to get a couple of pictures of them as they were leaving. Oh, see, because, like, the, the no markings thing, is that's yes. got to be, like, bone-chilling. Because, I mean, I've, I, I live near an Air Force base, actually, so I hear helicopters mm-hmm. and all kinds of stuff yeah. all the time. Right. I, I right. wouldn't go outside the house thinking there's something hovering over my... You know, well, I, I the old, the old saying it. goes, it's kind of like living by the airport. You know, well, you yeah. Just, you just, <laughs> for me, I, I'm already you know desensitized yeah, to that go. kind of activity. But yeah. but if you live in a, in a quiet residential neighborhood that you're not used to that kind of thing, and then and then you, you're <laughs> studying <laughs> this kind of stuff, so you <laughs> and, and you're studying this kind of stuff, so you've obviously read about... You know, yeah. well, people yeah, 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 yeah. being you know shut up or whatever, and and then and then you 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 hear this ruckus and go outside and you see something that really is unmarked. It's got to chill you because you've already you, you obviously read about accounts of being right, visited I just didn't by know, us. The crazy part was I didn't know why they were there. Okay, I mean I figured it out after the fact. Well, okay, gee, what a coincidence! They showed up just as the article came out. Uh-huh. I mean, when I spoke to the Capitol Police as I was doing the article, I want to give them a chance to. 
um, acknowledged that what had happened on the record. Well, they said, well, we can't officially confirm or deny that we even have an investigation going on. I know they do, okay? Mm -hmm. I know I know they do because the photographer went and spoke to the detective division, and they opened uh, a file because nobody's supposed to be flying anything, not even a paper airplane. You don't get to do that stuff at Capitol Hill. Mm -hmm. They will shut you down. They will throw you in jail. If mm -hmm. you don't comply, they'll, they'll take you out. They're in, they, they have the authority to kill you if you don't comply. Well, yeah, they, I'm know? right. That's just the way it is there, you know. So, it's a shoot um, first, ask questions later kind of well, thing. Well, not so much. Yeah. They, they're they're think... pretty good about it, but, you know what I'm saying, you cannot fly any. You sure as heck can't land something. When I was talking to the, the their press officer, I'm like, you know, the photograph shows it landing on the roof. Well, that's impossible. I said, okay, well, I agree, but, you know, hey, this is what happened. I'm well, I, sure think, I think the actual protocol they have is I've talked to people that have, you know, that have, had experience with this when it comes to you know airspace over the White House. Yeah. I mean, if you fly into restricted airspace, they're going to get on the radio and go, "Look, you are in restricted airspace. You right. turn around now." Well, right. but see, but they've been trying to do that to the UFOs for decades. In fact, that's why Truman issued the shoot on site order mm -hmm. in '52 because they wouldn't comply. They had no markings. They wouldn't respond to our hailing frequencies. And when we went to intercept, they would play cat and mouse with us. So he just said, "Okay, fine. Well, we're going to have to shoot them down if you can." It didn't go well for us, guys. I mean, I'm sorry. That's another reason they don't want us to know what happened is because we didn't win that one. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they didn't overtly invade, but you know what? They're still coming. Well, how many? How many science fiction novels have been written on this subject alone? Right. Just the fact that, like, look, you know, it, you know, this this idea right here that you know, well, our big and powerful government, we're the United States, we are the most powerful nation on the planet, all that stuff, right? Okay. Uh, but you know, it's it's like anything, any any position of power, you cannot show one sign of weakness, right? Mm -hmm. So I understand that viewpoint, but you know, and it, but obviously, what it leads to now is suppressing all information on this thing, which I think is wrong. Um, yeah. I'm sure they have their reasons and stuff like that too. We've discussed these reasons on the show in the past, you mm -hmm. know, this mass hysteria right. and things like that, like you mentioned. Uh, but yeah. that it is a bit of you know on a personal level, uh, it is kind of a bit of an ego trip, don't you? <laughs> like, yeah, well, it's it's wrongheaded because here's the here's the fact: there have been mass sightings as recently in D.C. as recently as the Millennium Celebration. Um, you know, when we we clicked over to the the twenty uh, first century. Yeah. The celebration they had there at about one o'clock in the morning was visited by dozens of UFOs. The media won't tell you this, but there was there's two people that have come forward in the past few years since that time, and their account of what happened is absolutely mind blowing. One guy even had a heart attack; he just couldn't handle it. It just freaked him out so bad. Um, the police were just trying to keep people calm. Of course, they couldn't control the UFOs, but they mm -hmm. were there. In you, you know, the prohibited airspace begins at the Washington Monument, right there on the Mall. Mm -hmm. And it's and it and it spreads for about three miles in every direction from there. That's surrounded by restricted airspace, and clearly these things just came in, you know. And they don't, as far as I know, they don't have permission to do that. Mm -hmm. But um, I'm going to hazard a guess: there was thousands of people still there at one o'clock in the morning, mm -hmm. and they all saw it. Um, uh, you know, but I'm just here's the thing: it could happen again. It could happen during the inauguration. Mm -hmm. It's it's very possible. So. I have a feeling that, that, you know, they can't keep a lid on this thing forever. They no, they can't. can't. I think the big idea... Well, go ahead, Doug. What's the... What's the... Because um, whenever we talk about UFOs, I think of, you know, aliens and from outer space. But what's the possibility of a mad scientist on 
Mad Scientist Island or something. <laughs> you know, like, like you, like you see. You mean Dr. It, Moreau? Yeah, like I know Dr. That guy. Moreau or so, you know, something like that. Or, or, or like <laughs> the guy who did the nuclear, Jules Verne's nuclear sub under the sea or whatever yeah, it is. Yeah. And you, right. you know, so you got some mad scientists develop some, you know, marvelous lightweight material and some kind of propulsion system and then, and then just flies about leisurely doing acrobatics around, you know, standard aircraft that hasn't been invented yet because he just builds it for himself. I mean, what, what's the, you know, mad billionaire scientist scenario? Is there, is there a, a possibility like you see in the movies or, or read in sci-fi or is it a... It or, would be is, very remote. You know, okay. here's why. Here, I, it's, a good, it's a good question. I, okay, I appreciate you bringing it up because um, there's a lot of people that jump to that conclusion. They figure, ah, it's got to be secret military stuff. Okay, so mm-hmm. what was our secret military stuff, even if it was done privately... Why were they shooting down our guys in 52, 53, 54? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, mm-hmm. How do they get away with that? Who's sanctioning that kind of you know level of activity? And besides, don't you think that it, whenever you, whenever we develop something, there's a there's prototypes and there's crashes because these things are imperfect. We build imperfect machines. Yeah, there's been a lot of crashes allegedly, but I don't think we shot this stuff down. And I'm pretty sure somebody would have seen it by now because, look, we're talking about spheres, disks, triangles. Some of them are huge. I mean, God, some of the some of the stuff they're saying was the size of the city. We've had two people come on the show recently who both – this was so creepy, Robert. I'm telling you. Two mm. people, two separate people didn't even know each other at all who had mm. sim- who had experiences of seeing UFOs, and they both said this. You know, and you know, let's give or take a few – feet or whatever, but they both said the same thing, that they saw a triangle-type object that was at least a mile long. Yep. They both, yeah. And these were two separate people we had on the show, like a couple weeks apart or something like that, and they just kind of really just put the hook in me. So, yeah, people are seeing these things. I mean, it's... I saw one, for God's sake, a couple weeks ago. That's a long story. Yep. We can talk about that later on. But, uh... No, they're, they're, they're seen everywhere. That's not the issue. It's when they're seen repeatedly in the, in the nation's capital, and nobody wants to talk about it, not even the seasoned professionals that I know quite a few of these people. And when I brought this information up to them, they're like, ah, that's nothing. Okay, well, that's your opinion. <laughs> but, you know, personally, I think it is something, and, and we should be talking about it. Um, like I was saying before, though, when people do, even if thousands of people see this in D.C., they're not running in all directions like you see in the, in the movies. It doesn't work like that. People will be um, amazed. They might drive off, the, veer off the road for a minute, mm-hmm. just, you know, because they don't know what they're seeing. But generally speaking, there has been no mass hysteria or panic in D.C. because these things are being seen, and they're yeah. seen by a lot of people. You don't. So basically, you're saying because I mean, that's yeah, what, and that, you know what that that's backed up by the the ones in Phoenix, Arizona, and the ones in yeah. um, uh, Mexico City. Mexico. We didn't run the other the cup a month and a half ago. Yeah, you you kind of become interested. You're like, I wonder what that we is. And, when and we saw our thing, we didn't run. We stood there going, and instead wow. of like looting the local store, yeah, you, we didn't run down. The, we didn't run down the city and start breaking windows. Right. You're <laughs> you're like, well, that's really interesting. Yeah. I right. I need to remember this. I need no, to write these I, down. I never I thought about it that way. About. Yeah. You you know, so, right. so I don't. I think that like what they tell you is going to happen, and what they show you in in movies and stuff, uh, isn't what happens. Well, at for all. Christ's sake, I think we're onto something here right now because that that is so right. Because I mean, we've talked about this in the past before. You remember this, Doug? And I and I and I've said it on the show. I've said it. I said if our president was to come out, whoever he is, you know, whatever president we got at the time, comes out and says, "Okay, guys, I'm going to level with you." Right? <laughs> Here's what's going yeah. on. UFOs exist. We've been tracking them for the last century. 
Here's all the pictures we have. Here's all the paperwork, the stacks of paperwork. Here's all the emails we got. Here's everything we've done. We got pictures. Here's everything we got right here, okay? Um, and I've said this in the past, and I might have to say I might be, need to be corrected on this because I said I don't think people could handle it. I don't think people could handle that shock all at once. Well, a lot of people just like, well, some, some get up and go to work could. the next day. What's yeah, okay, that? Look, the... the the statistical polls that have been taken show that the majority of the people here in America believe that we're not only being visited, but the government is covering it up. So, no, those the majority of people will not flip. It depends how you present it to them. The, you know, the other problem is if you read my open letter to President-elect Obama, I was very concerned when he picked John Podesta <clears throat> because Podesta is somebody that we have, my partner in D.C. and I, have had dealings with. And he and his people have told us straight out, you're never going to get official disclosure because if the president or anybody who's in a position of official authority was to come forward and tell people, disclose, yeah, we really know that the UFOs are here, mm-hmm. the public's reaction would be, then what the hell are you doing about it? Okay. And they, they don't want to be held accountable for something they cannot control. Okay, because it will make not only will they look in that, but it 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 could lead to a breakdown of society on some level. Well, that's what okay, and that's why I was saying before though my my opinion on this from a while back was that mm-hmm. is that you know I, I think what what may have been maybe happening this was just and this is just what I was saying before is that you know let's just leak a little bit more out a little bit more out a little bit more out till at the end of the day we have a full picture well right? i can i can understand over standish michigan right mm-hmm. uh, so a ufo appeared right but i you know i mean robert saying over Washington D.C. Yeah, this is over the Capitol and the Capitol building, and and like yeah, the and most important monument in this country, and that's where the Pentagon is. For heaven's sake, yep. that's where you know that's the the crux of the government, and and so I hmm, that, that's where you become really concerned. Oh yeah, because you realize wait a minute, we are really powerless, like in the movies. I mean, you know, while people aren't screaming and running in the other direction, Mm -hmm. there's going to be a point where you think, and we can't even stop them from doing the things that we can stop ourselves from doing. Like you can say, you're not going into restricted airspace to a person Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in an airplane or in a a hot air balloon or in a whatever Mm -hmm. and deal with it, right? But you can't do it to a UFO that's... Supposedly, you know, that's obviously, you know, not going to listen, and, and you can't they touch also can it. Defend, they can defend themselves, and they did so back in the 50s, and it proved that when Truman issued that order to shoot them down on sight, they said, okay, well, let's just see what happens, and we, they started shooting back, and we lost a lot of good pilots. Wow. Well, I think the, 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 the bottom line here, too, with this, and what we're saying is that, you know, the scary aspect of this is that we... It's it. It looks like we're powerless to these things. And the one thing I I heard this saying years ago, and I and I've been saying it for years here still, is that the unknown always equals death to people. It seems like when you come across something unknown and uncertainty, that always seems to equal death or a black mark or something very scary because that's just it's it, anything the unknown of anything, whether it's a job you're going into or something like that. It's <laughs> it's scary. It scares the crap yeah. out of you. Now this yeah. is not this is much more magnified than just a job, right? Um, yeah. I think that's the that, that's the, the the how this the whole brain process works on this. There's these things in the sky above the most important capital possibly in the world, right? Right. right. 
And we can't explain it, A, and B, we don't think we can stop them if they were to get aggressive with well, us. Well, do, do they, have you found any evidence or any murmurs or whatever you would find of maybe a, a black budget kind of thing to, oh, sure. to help protect the Capitol and the president and the, and the important, you know, those important, um, infrastructural kinds of things mm-hmm. should yeah. something really negative happen? Yeah, yeah, but that's, again, they don't want to have to discuss this publicly. And, of course, I'm not privileged on that, you know, how they're, what are the, um, it's called continuity of government, okay? There's many different levels of threat out there besides the UFO, but that, you right. better believe that's one of them. Absolutely, that's, it's up there on their list. And I'm not, I don't want to say who is doing it because last time I mentioned that, then I had somebody trying to hack my email. So I Okay. Well, we don't want our email hacked either, okay? <laughs> yeah, we want to keep our email safe, too. Tell yeah, you what. Yeah, before we get ourselves hacked, like, let's take a quick break here. I like that plan. That's a good yeah. time to take a break, I think, before we, get, <laughs> before we get hacked. Before the whole server gets crashed as we're doing this yeah. show. All right, yeah. Robert, hang on the line for one second. We're going to yeah. take a quick break here. We're talking about UFOs over Capitol Hill. And boy, oh, boy, is this getting... This has got my brain working a thousand miles. So on while you're on break, listening to the independent music, yeah, yeah, um, I want you to actually. This is uh, paranormal news. Oh, oh, yeah, that's Bonnie right. This will be about an event in paranormal news. I want you to fire up your browsers and go to www.unicusmagazine. That's u n i c u s magazine dot com. Ghostly Beacons of Tomorrow presents deconstructing fireflies. Post-apocalyptic short story by the Ghostman and Demon Hunter shows Nathan Schoonover and Christy Peterson. Bees are real, birds are not. Deer heads rot on rooftops under the blazing sun. Chickens explode, and one stricken little boy searches in unlikely places for the souls of the mechanical animals his father creates. This unsettling tale is now available in the speculative fiction anthology Beacons of Tomorrow Second Collection. Buy your copy at TyrannosaurusPress.com, Amazon.com, Tower.com, and most online book retailers now. Beacons of Tomorrow, Second Collection. It's a vision of the future so grotesque, you won't be able to look away. Welcome to Paranormal News on Ghostly Talk Radio. Paranormal News is produced by Genesis Creations Entertainment. I'm your host, Bonnie Vent. San Diego Paranormal is an affiliate for Sideshow Collectibles and Collectibles Today. From the Munsters to Scary Movie and even Pirates of the Caribbean, we've got you covered. How about a statue of Elvira for your desk? Please go to www.sdparanormal.com and look for Sideshow Collectibles and Haunted Collectibles on the left-hand navigation bar. A Sessions Court was faced with a strange dilemma when a spirit possessed a witness and tried to testify before the judge. The judge had to adjourn the hearing when the witness went into a trance and acted as if possessed by a ghost. The witness claimed to be possessed and then started making wild allegations. The witness had testified before the court earlier in the morning in connection with a dowry death case wherein her daughter had allegedly hanged herself in 2006 at her in-law's house. The witness's husband, too, had given his statement in this case. But when the couple was called in for cross-examination by the court in the afternoon, she suddenly started shivering and had a fit. She even started shouting in the courtroom. 
The judge asked policemen to take her out, and when she was approached, her pitch increased. She claimed she was possessed by a ghost and was able to see the circumstances in which her daughter died. Ultimately, the witness was taken out of the courtroom, and after some time, she calmed down. However, it was not possible to cross-examine her in this condition, and the hearing was adjourned. Dowsing with tube socks? Who says you need high-tech equipment? One man used his socks to communicate with a spirit. One night, he was sitting up in the attic. He had just finished remodeling work for the day and was trying to relax a bit before going to sleep. He started to get goosebumps and knew someone was in the attic and watching him. What did he do? He took off his shoes and socks and laid them near his shoes. He held one of his socks high in the air and asked the spirit to tug on his sock if the spirit was in the room. Suddenly, he felt a slight tug at the end of the sock. So he asked, If you're a man spirit, tug once on my sock. And if you're a woman spirit, tug two times on my sock. And then the ghost tugged on the sock once, and he knew it was a man. So he decided to ask a bunch of yes and no questions. Tug once for no, tug twice for yes. And you know what? The ghost and the man sat up there chatting for an hour. The man never did find out what the spirit wanted, though. For more information on these stories, please go to www.sdparanormal.com and the Paranormal News feed page. Don't forget, sign up for a free subscription to Paranormal News. Thanks for joining us today on Paranormal News. If you'd like to sponsor or advertise on Paranormal News, please send us an email at paraxnews at aol.com. You can listen to Paranormal News on Ghostly Talk Radio at www.ghostlytalk.com. Please check out their other fine shows. Or you can join us at paranormalnews.mypodcast.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Bonnie Vent. Do you want to dive into the bizarre world of the paranormal? Do ghosts, UFOs, or the supernatural amaze you to the point of wanting to learn more? Then you need BVRN, the Black Vault Radio Network. With more than 750 hours of on-demand talk radio, syndicated for more than 35 shows, the Black Vault Radio Network is your one-stop shop for the world of the unexplained. Check us out and tune in 24 hours a day, www.blackvaultradio.com. Again, that's www.blackvaultradio.com. You're listening to Ghostly Talk with Doug, Scott L., and Bonnie. All right. Okay. Uh, update. Go ahead and do it right now. I got something I got to mention anyways. Where's your phone at? It's in the other room. Well, go get it. Okay, bye. All right, I'll mention it. <laughs> See ya. 
something quick to mention here. A um, little update on um, our first guest we had scheduled for tonight. Um, he did email back as I when we were talking. Uh, I actually emailed him or emailed what who I thought was his publicist or somebody, uh, and he responded back apologizing that there was uh, some technical issues. So we'll try to get him rescheduled down the road. Yeah. Uh, stands by what we said. You know, we talked about that. Um, so I'll give him enough credit for at least. You know, he he emailed us and yes. said, "Hey, I'm really sorry. I, I he actually was really apologetic about the whole thing." So we'll work that out with Bob down the road. Uh, have him have him drop on the show here and get, get yeah, talk about I the stuff. Really yeah. want to hear what he has to say. It, it would have been interesting. I to talk about the Ouija board with somebody who's going to talk with me about the Ouija right. board. Rather than go, saying, oh my God, don't touch it. It's so devil. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So thank you, Robert, uh, for, for not not you, the other Robert. Robert. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, we got a lot of Roberts on the show tonight uh, for, yeah. for emailing us and letting us, uh, letting us know what was going on. So, you know, we worry, too. You know, we don't want anybody to get hurt. So we're, we'll move on. We're going to move on from there, though. We were talking in the last half hour, uh, obviously, about just... UFO sightings over the White House, over the Capitol, and a lot. And the Capitol's thing, like down the road from the White no, House. The Capitol, yeah, yeah, the Capitol. That's fine. Uh, you know, and the thing is, there's a lot more to this than I thought there was. To be honest with you, well, right. there's a lot that goes into this, Robert, because we, you're, you're talking national security. You're talking, you know, the, the eyes of the nation. You're talking about. Um, you know, privileged airspace, and and then of course all of the you know Department of Defense concerns, the uh, interior concerns. This, this like concerns like pretty much everything about the government, which therefore concerns everything about us. And their reaction, of course, is to keep it all hush hush because they just can't control it. Well, and, here's the you yeah. know I'm sorry to cut you off, but here's mm-hmm. the, here's what I reported in my book. One of the guys I interviewed, and I, and I interviewed quite a few retired military. For this book, and, and one of the guys used to work for NATO. I think you might have heard of uh, Bob Dean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. I've known Bob for years, and I interviewed him many times. And it's a compilation. Chapter two is just a compilation of our conversations. But he he's made it very clear that the thing that the the military was most paranoid about when it comes to the UFOs is that one of the groups of beings that's visiting us in the UFOs are completely human. So therefore, that they could be living among us and probably are, and in fact could even be working in the Pentagon or, as he said, the White House. I think so, I know some that work down the road from me, but... Well, this, uh, that's well if that's the topic. case, this makes Al-Qaeda look like play school. Well, uh, it yeah, does. Well, it, it really does, but see, there's, it, like you said, it's very complicated. We don't know our relationship. We have been denied our true heritage. We don't know what our relationship is to these beings. Mm-hmm. And um, for whatever reason, we're being—that's still being denied us. And I, I do think that's part of the bigger problem with disclosure. They can't just disclose a little bit. It's like being partially pregnant. You can't do it. You, you know, it's—it's it's all got to come out. And at that point, it's going to—I think if if it ever comes, when it comes out, it's going to show that we're not only related to um, these other beings, but we're probably part of a larger empire. A galactic empire, and mm-hmm. that there's a conflict that's been raging, uh, much like Star Wars. You know, you got the Federation or whatever. You got the the rebels. You got the the yep. empire. Good guys, bad guys. That's all I'm trying to say. It's mm-hmm. like just because they're human doesn't mean they're good. If they're reptilian, they're bad. They're human, they're good. That's that's a fantasy. It doesn't work like that. No, it's all about intention. It doesn't have anything mm-hmm. to do with with how you look. I agree. Is there a um a Cases of because one one of the things that you have to talk about when you talk about UFO sightings is alien abduction, right? Yeah, yep. yeah. And yep. because there is like so much activity, and it's so incredibly squashed, right? Yep. Is it, are there ancillary reports or or murmurs or whispers of increased abduction kind of of things going on in in and around the Capitol? 
I've only uh, got one recently, and that was a school teacher, and he was so freaked out by it. Um, well, it's kind of hard to explain this in, a, in a, just a sound bite, but let's just put it this way. He was not the same. He's never going to be the same uh, because, like I said, officially nothing happened to him, and yet he knows better. And he had no interest in this in, at all. Okay, and it was just a coincidence that he was working a night job. Even though he's a school teacher, he also worked as a chauffeur at night. He ended up over at my partner's house that night driving a client, and they were uh, my partner, Mr. Allen, who lives in D.C., mm-hmm. was showing this guy, a professional athlete. He was showing him some of his portfolio. Somehow, the the, the UFO things popped up on the screen, and the driver, who was also the school teacher, who had been abducted, just freaked out. He, he he started reliving his experience and these two guys are looking at him going, whoa, you know, what happened to him? I mean, he just snapped. He was emotionally started going into tears, uh, saying something about being bubble gum, he can't move, you know, I mean, it, it just, <laughs> they couldn't understand what happened to him so mm-hmm. they shut off the thing, talked to him a little bit more. He, you know, he started to explain what had happened but even he was having a hard time believing that this had happened to him. Um, and uh, we've only got just a, a brief report from him because, you know, I wanted to follow up on him, but he's like, man, I, 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 don't, I don't want anybody knowing this about me, because mm-hmm. that's that's how well the intelligence agencies have done a number. Of, it's 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 mind control. It's uh, psychological warfare, basically, on the population to shut the hell up. Don't ever talk about this, especially if you're in a position of authority, like a pilot or something. You mm-hmm. can lose your license. It's it's no joke. Hey, I got to tell you though, since you guys are into hauntings, a lot of people think that they're being haunted by ghosts, but you don't know that. It, it, especially in D.C., there was a recent case where a, a drug dealer. It was like three in the morning. No, I think it was a little later than that. It was close to dawn. Uh-huh. The guy was obviously high. Well, you know, he had some problems, but he stole an SUV from Silver Spring, Maryland, which is only like ten miles from the capital. I'm not even that far. He gets he gets into the stolen SUV, races at full speed to the Capitol, jumps out, finds an open door, runs into the Capitol, screaming he's being chased by the devil and or demons. But you now, say he's high, though, Robert. Well, yeah, I know. It I could have been the mayor of D.C. at that point. <laughs> mayor Marion Barry was... It could, it could have been, it could have been, but you got to understand something. These things don't always operate in dimensions, the, uh, the normal dimensions that we think of. They're obviously interdimensional, or their technology allows them to be interdimensional and appear rather ghostly to people at times. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, some of the people have seen these things in the way they describe them. It could have easily been mistaken for an aberration. That could well, be. we've and we've often, you know, we've often talked about also in regards to drug use. And I'm not shooting you down because of the, the, that was mentioned, but I understand. But uh, you know, we've often talked about here that you know you're, you become weak. When you're when you're under the influence of drugs. Okay, you know. but yeah, but now think about this. This guy was a drug dealer. He uh-huh. had a weapon on him. He had drugs on him. Mm-hmm. Where do you think the least likely place he would want to go, <laughs> unless he wanted to get his ass arrested? That's he, true. He, right. And he actually thought he would be safer going to the Capitol and being arrested because that way the demons couldn't get him. Well, little did he know that uh, back in the 30s, supposedly, you know, they were storing. The bodies of little gray aliens uh, underneath in the sub uh, basement of the Capitol. It's that story only surfaced in 2002, the same mm-hmm. year that the photographs were taken, and, I, and that came from a very respectable source. I know it sounds bizarre when I just say that off the top of my head. Hey, mm-hmm. you know, supposedly this is what happened, but it might explain one of the reasons why they're so attracted to the Capitol. Um, you know, uh, I don't even know which crash it would have been, but it certainly predated Roswell because this was back in the mid-30s. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Secretary of State, Cordell Hull, 
showed his cousin a reverend, Reverend Holt. He, he swarmed to secrecy, took him to the sub-basement and said, look at this. And I, I think it was bothering uh, Cordell Hull terribly because his, he just didn't know what it was. He knew it was a problem, but he didn't know what to do about it, just mm -hmm. like much like today. So he, he confided in his cousin, who was a reverend, and I'm sure that that way that he could have at least have somebody to talk to that he, that he trusted. Okay. Yeah, okay, so it, I'm just saying that supposedly those things were in being held in jars in liquid, uh, you know, uh, liquid substance back in the 30s. I don't know when they took them out, but I'll tell you what, they started the, uh, the what they called the Capital Visitor Center in 2002. They finally started constructions. It took them six years. It's huge. It's almost 600,000 square feet. It's three levels of uh, basically an underground capital right there in front of the capital. Mm -hmm. And most people are unaware of this, but it opened recently. But um, the, <laughs> if you had something hidden down there and you wanted to get it out, I can't think of a better way to do it than say, hey, we're going to do a construction project. It'll take us, I don't know, a few years, six years, whatever. And they were working day and night. So it would have been real easy to slip something out during the construction. Um, wow. And, that you is know, true. I, yeah. Well, no, the I... other thing is they don't want they, – they admitted after they opened They said, we don't want people standing around in line out in front of the Capitol. Gee, I can't imagine why. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, what what does the the status of like uh, you know DC, the District of Columbia, not being an actual state? What does does that have any um, bearing? I don't know if if I'm talking legally or militarily or whatever. Versus like if it happened, like let's say. Let's say the the South had won and and Richmond, Virginia, which is in a state, mm -hmm. became the capital. I mean, w would there be any difference in the response or or what what the uh, the upper echelon of the government could do uh, if it were an actual state? No, I don't think so. Uh, it's here's the thing: it changed the security changed after nine eleven, as you can well imagine. Oh yeah, and oh they, yeah. Okay. However, the problem is. Even after 9-11, this stuff continues to happen. In fact, they created a joint interagency task force that just specifically to monitor and respond to the, the violations of the uh, restricted prohibited airspace. It doesn't seem to be working too well for them. And, and you've got to think how embarrassing is this. After 9-11, not long after 9-11, July 16, 2002, they were photographed over the building and landing on the building, hovering over the reflecting pool. Ten days later, they were seen again by, by quite a few people. In fact, NORAD scrambled jets to intercept that night. And, and people that were awake or awakened by the jets called the local radio station and said, hey, what the heck, you know, I'm seeing UFOs and the jets are after them. Well, that, that, the radio station broadcast that, then Fox News picked up, and the Washington Post picked up on it, and then somebody said, hey, you know, it's a 50-year anniversary the last time they were here, not realizing that they'd been there hundreds of times in between. So it's a problem. It's a real serious problem. How, how, what, what can any human or um, per, even even a person with power, what can uh, uh, Obama do? Uh, can, can anybody do anything about it? Is there any... Plans, well, we hear about or... the change that's going to happen. I mean, maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. maybe this is part case. of that. <laughs> you know, well, I, I know. See, that's why I wrote the open letter to him, not so that he would read it, but I wanted him to know that I was exposing the fact that Podesta has obviously advised him, just like he advised me. No official 
can address this, otherwise they're going to be held accountable. And nobody wants to do that because they're not in a position to—they're uh, not in a position of authority on this particular uh, subject. Okay, well, listen, so that's just best- typical, though. I mean, I, I, I'm, yeah, not, I I'm not saying I agree with it, but that's just typical. Nobody wants to take responsibility for anything. I work in the auto industry. I know that better than anybody. I agree. I agree. But the only thing that we could do, as far as I'm concerned, is to engage them openly in a a diplomatic dialogue. And I did Mm -hmm. recommend that, that that would be a big change in policy if we finally did do that openly as opposed to covertly. You know, but I don't know. I really don't know if that's going to happen or if the UFO guys and gals, if they're going to force the issue uh, so that, you know, it sort of breaks this embargo on uh, uh-huh. the UFO secrecy. I, I mean, you got to wonder why they keep coming back again and again and again, especially if they're not welcome. Well, I mean, my question, though, is do they know that, though? Do they know they're not they welcome? Do. Well, yeah, they, uh, of course well, they do. We shot at them, them, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. question to ask. Yeah, yes, they know. And, however, like I said, some of them are probably living among us covertly. So they know us very well. They probably know us better than we know ourselves as far as, uh, where we really came from, the true history of this planet, and and us as a people, how we got here, uh, I, and I like I said, um, it's sort of like the way why we didn't educate the slaves when they were brought here. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to control them if they couldn't read and write, etc. Well, look right. at this country right now, and I mean we've been yeah, saying that for a very long time. We've been now. they've been slowly educating us into stupidity for the last fifty <laughs> years, straight up, straight up. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting because you said just turn the TV on for five minutes. I, I typically think of aliens as, you know, UFO flying aliens, uh, as being, you know, greys or reptilians or, you know, all these fantastic sci-fi kind of things, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, you mentioned, you know, oh, they could be, um, look just exactly like humans, which mm-hmm. actually is interesting because that coincides exactly with, uh, do you remember the, the alien from the Mothman Festival, the, the yep. Derenberger, Derenberger uh, tapes. The Derenberger tapes. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. He describes a, an alien come down. I, I know that what's in the movie is completely different. Completely, than, different. completely different than what you know what's in the in the record or what people have dug up and and interviews that were had with. God people. forbid we're accurate about one thing in Hollywood. He, yeah, I know. But he's <laughs> uh, he's he described the alien as being a blonde haired man. Yeah, just exactly wearing, as real as you and me. The one, as, the one, yeah. the one peculiar thing that uh, that Indrid Cold. Looked like that. Yeah, he his, said his name was Andrew Cole. But, but, but no, but, no, totally peculiar name also. But the way he looked also, uh, that the outfit he was wearing, he was wearing a trench coat. But uh, from what was it described, uh, he kind of was it, it was shimmering a little bit, kind of like right. I don't know, like Xanadu, yeah. Xanadu or something. I don't know. Our, <laughs> our, you know what? Our ancestors called, referred to that as a glory. A glory? Oh, interesting. Yeah, it's it's when somebody or something is glowing radiantly. Okay. And, of course, in the past, before there was electricity, they didn't know how to account for that. They just, so that's the term. Hey, but I, I, you know, one of the guys I interviewed for my book is somebody I met doing this work. He, he claims he was brought here as a child back in the 50s. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's not from here. Okay, at least that's what he claims. And he is quite different, and he does have some unusual powers. Uh-huh. Um, uh, he's not the first person I met like that, but I'm just telling you, there are, in my, in, Adventures. I've, I have met people that I do believe really are not from here originally, but it doesn't matter. We're, we are related to them, and I think we have every right to have a relationship with, with them if we so desire. And that's why I wrote that song uh, that you yeah. played at the top of the hour. It's not yeah. about religion, even though it is based on the Annunciation. What, what the lyrics you were hearing there was 
uh, an arch what our ancestors would call an archangel. Uh, today, I think people would call that, you know, if they were taken up into heaven by a radiant being, they would call that an abduction or a close encounter. In any case, he is saying he is narrating an event to her that will give hope to humanity. In other words, the relationship continues and that they're, the good guys look on us as family and that they, they do love us. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to remind people about that in a way that hopefully didn't have too many political or religious overtones. But I was trying to make that message modern, and I think I was, I, in fact, I know I was given help with that, because I didn't really sit down one day and just decide I was going to do it. It was I, I, I was sitting there during Christmas in 2006. I'd just finished the book. I'd done a lot of publicity. I was a little burnt out, but I was doing, you know, Christmas break with my family. Yeah. And, and I was listening to this music, and I, suddenly I was just like, I picked up the pen and paper. I started writing down the lyrics. I'm like... This is weird. And I mean, I actually broke down in tears. And it wasn't because I was sad. It was just one of the weirdest moments. I guess they call it an epiphany. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it just be- something became so clear in my mind is like, wow, mm-hmm. you know, they really do love us. Despite all our shortcomings and nasty things that we do, we're still yeah. loved by, by well, you, that uh, level. You, uh, you sent that to me uh, last week before, we went, well, actually this week when we were getting the show ready. And yeah. uh, we three we put that in there. Yeah, that the tune you guys heard at the seven o'clock hour uh, was by Robert uh, Robert Stanley. Uh, what was the name of the song again? I have I don't have my list here. Uh, uh, well, it's originally Ave Maria by Schubert, but I I renamed it uh, Angel's Prayer mm-hmm. because he's invoking basically a prayer for humanity uh, by announcing the coming of uh, you know well an intermixing of their genes with us. Oh, in other words, they're bringing the relationship closer together. It's like when you adopt somebody. I, like, I'm not saying that they're we're, we're, they're not alien. I think we're all related. But this was just another way of saying um, we have extended family in the heavens, all right. Uh-huh. And by by ignoring them or denying that they exist, uh, we are doing ourselves a disservice. So I really think you know that uh, religion is very political and it's although the the Catholic Church has come around recently and said yeah extraterrestrials if they do exist they're part of God's plan as well Mm -hmm. Uh, I can't see how it would be otherwise but okay good at least that hey that's a big step thanks for the update guys appreciate it (laughs) it means they're thinking about it or in contact with them a lot of people still look to the church as uh, uh, you know for guidance yeah well it's fine you know uh, but I don't need that kind of guidance. I, I'm having a relationship with these beings because I wish to do so. I don't need an intermediary, okay? I mean, I, I'm a big enough person now. I can I can handle it myself. I'm not saying it isn't startling or transformational. It's just you can have communion with angels or extraterrestrials, whatever you want to call them, when, if you so desire. All right? But there, I, I, I know there's good and bad, fallen angels, all right? You know, I mean, you go back to what the Bible supposedly says about this place. It's run by the fallen angels. Yeah. Well, i got got to tell you, uh, I think that's really what's going. That's another wrinkle in the fabric of why we cannot disclose the UFOs are here, the aliens are here, because the bottom line would probably come out is the bad guys are running the show, and, and they are the ones that are keeping out the good guys and keeping them from having an open relationship with because we wouldn't be controllable. This, they wouldn't be able to control the planet or the people once we had an open yeah. relationship with the good guys. It would be that'd be the end of this. Well, we know better. Discussion. We know better than Rob. We know better. We would we wouldn't right. be ignorant anymore. We'd have a better idea of what's going on. We'd be yep. educated. We know what because what does everybody ask them? I know I ask myself this this question every day. What the hell am I doing here? 
What's my purpose? What am I doing here, right? And that keeps yeah. me busy for about 20 minutes a day, right? Uh, that's 20 minutes that I could be doing something else more productive, I guess. But I asked this question. Now, if something like this, if this is the case and something like this was to happen, and, and again, it kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier, where um, if we were to disclose this information, this is who you are. You're a part of us. We're a part of you. And let's right. make this thing happen. Let's put it together, and let, let's get let's get down to doing, like, the Ramones block party like we should all be doing in the first place, right? Um, right. It'd be really cool, an ideal thing, a perfect world. Um, you know, whatever reason that the powers that be, let's call them, would not want that to happen. It escapes me still. Why Why well, can't we be the, happy? You remember the movie The Matrix? Oh, yeah. The, yeah. Well, when, when Neo gets to meet the architect, mm-hmm. yes. and he, he tells him, he says, you know, you're not the first anomaly. This isn't the first Matrix. We even had one where we, we told everybody what was going on, what their role was. And at that point, they all became apathetic. They didn't want to be productive. So I think the bad guys, if they were to come forward and say, yeah, we're running the show here, you're basically subjects and part of our you know, evil empire, people would just, well, some people would flip out. Some people would resist. Other people might just keep going along with it, but it would really upset the apple cart. It would just, uh, it would, everything would come unhinged compared to the way it is right now, which is semi-stable. Well, I think that another thing, that, that again, too, I mean, if something that huge were to come through, it obviously eclipses anything that we have in our lives, our little lives here, like getting up and going to work every day. If you were to be confronted with that kind of information, I think, yeah, the, the the simple everyday things like paying your bills and taking a shower or whatever it may be would not seem very important. I think, in, like you just set up saying the apple cart, I think a lot of people might just go, you know what, I give up. Well, <laughs> What's the point? Yeah, but you can only do that. Well, there, because the point is that we you can't. Life is not designed to simply give up. Mm. You know, we have free will for a reason. We can I agree. always choose. We can always make choices to make it better or worse individually and collectively. I, if you, I bet you guys haven't heard about digital physics. Digital physics. Yep, that's what. I, yes, uh, check it out. There's a, a mm-hmm. website called mybigtoe.com. My big toe. It means theory of everything. Okay. Dot com. All right. It, that is something that will absolutely change your perspective on you and the environment and what where we are. We really are in a matrix, but it's it's a this is a virtual reality. Okay, not to make not not that it's not important. This is very important. In fact, we're a lot more important than we know, but for reasons that remain unknown to us. Mm-hmm. All right, and I know we're coming up to, to yeah, the end. Yeah, we're like here, right on the edge yeah, here. Unfortunately, I just wanted to leave, but I want to leave that with you because that will explain a lot. If you if you feel like you're uh, seeking more answers to to what the bigger picture is, really, mm-hmm. you got to check out digital physics. It's it's the latest breakthrough, and it is. I'm very encouraged because I really think that when things like that appear, that means that we should be hopeful. There is oh, yeah. hope for us. I agree, and I think, you know, regardless of all this, uh, I know myself, I'm always trying to push forward and trying to be, you know, as, I would, I'll say it this way, try to be as, as least ignorant as possible. <laughs> try, to, try to know as much as you can and question everything. Though, Robert, hang on yeah. the line. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, yes. Yeah, don't leave us hang just yet, though. Hang tight. So that was um, Close Encounters wow, on man. Capitol Hill with uh, Robert Stanley. The website is www.unicusmagazine.com. Check out my, yeah, per Robert, check out mybigtoe.com also. That'll be interesting. 
original physics. Something interesting to look into. I know I'm going to look at it probably on a archive in the show tonight. Exactly. We're going to bring back a Dave, uh, Dave Brocky from Guar, of course. <laughs> yeah. uh, we're going to go from hour. talking about this UFOs. heavy stuff. I know, really heavy stuff. And we're going to talk but to Odorous Sharungus of Guar. But he's <laughs> been busy. He's been traveling. Yeah. He's been doing work. And, he's got a lot to talk about. And he's got a lot of interesting stories because since he was on, um, he's been paying attention to this kind of stuff. Yes, he has. And it's really and good to have him have, so we're you know, have to talk about this stuff with. So. Yeah, we're going to have uh, uh, firsthand stories and, and, and retellings of stories. Uh, Dave Brocky of Guar coming up right next. Miss a live broadcast? Feel free to download it direct from the on-demand archives at ghostlytalk.com. The Internet's only rock and roll paranormal extravaganza. Special guest with us, Robbie Thomas, psychic medium. Where is the Lawrence House? It's in Ontario, Canada. It is a house that was owned by a shipbuilder, and it was haunted. The tools of the trade back then were baby powder. The reason being is I could see, and the kids with me couldn't, so I figured if I threw the baby powder in the air as the spirit was walking through... It would cover it, and then they could say, oh, we see it now. The next tool was a flashlight, so we know where we're going, and a rope, so we could tie it around so we don't get taken away by the spirit. So that was the name. Isn't that what your last girlfriend said? (laughs) That's just just a Friday night for Anthony. Baby powder, a rope, and a flashlight. (laughs) Para Hub Radio, Thursdays, 10 p.m. to midnight Eastern, on Bounce Radio and parahub.org. Listen to Darker Side of the Moon Thursday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Visit our website at DarkerSideRadio.com. From horror movies to the paranormal, we cover it all. It's a spooky, weird, and zany kind of show. With your hosts, Laura Moon and Becky Ray. Don't miss it.
is the veil between this world and the next getting thinner. I'm Chris Sloan, inviting you to join in and listen to a new podcast that deals with the paranormal, Parapod, with new guests every week, from paranormal investigators to the people they help. Hear actual EVP. The people that capture. We go into a case to disprove a haunting. Three flashlights, actually four, count the lantern, were actually honed in on this thing, and it was swallowing the light up. Parapod. Log on to myspace.com forward slash Chris Sloan Radio. That's myspace.com forward slash C H R I S S L O N E Radio. The only difference between the believer and the skeptic is time. And your time is now. could only be the sound of the flesh column that's what i was thinking yeah (laughs) and that means one thing that we're being joined by our illustrious uh friend and one of our favorite guests here on ghostly talk uh mr dave brocky odor syrungus of guar um and i before we get into discussing with everything with with dave over when we were on break here, we got to talking for a few minutes, and we've talked about on the show here, Doug, about how weird things sometimes work out when we have guests on the show. How these these coincidences? I don't well, they're not. It is true. I've okay, this that. is the, one of the kings of them. I think is coming up right now because, well, Dave, I'll just let you uh, hash this one out. Um, wh- where are you at presently right now, Dave? I'm in Washington D.C. Here, our nation's proud capital, getting ready to attend the inauguration. Uh, got very lucky and a good friend of mine, uh, because of the large amount of cash that was owed to him by a certain, uh, governmental figure that will <laughs> remain nameless. Uh, we got, uh, two tickets, uh, the type that apparently they're the golden tickets of the political world. Uh, only 2,000 of them were printed and, uh, they're the ones you had to, like, lobby your congressman for and uh, then win the lottery, I suppose, but, uh, <laughs> Because of a massive drug debt, uh, we have some, and um, <laughs> and we're here uh, on the streets of the nation's capital. I just got to town here uh, a couple hours ago, and uh, I can tell you guys that uh, this this city is in a state of mayhem. Really? What are you seeing there? I mean, you're you're the on-site correspondent. What's going on down there as far as mayhem's concerned? Well, uh, Beyonce finished her set, and <laughs> well, I think you too. You two is coming up soon. They're not playing any uh, of their songs. They're all playing, uh, you know, more uh, like uplifting kind of uh, classic numbers from American history. But I, I pretty much, I'm so far away from the stage, all I can hear is kind of a dull war. And there was an orange speck that someone told me was Beyonce. Judging from the fact that I could see her butt. From over a half mile away, <laughs> it was Beyonce. So, he be- so you believe it? Yes, yes. Well, well, the, well go ahead. That's interesting because the um, 
Uh, the, 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 I think we just talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I know this is, that's what I told Washington, uh, yeah. D.C. and, and UFO. So I want you to do two things while you're there. Well, three things, because you have to attend the, uh, the inauguration, and, and that's just going to be an, an insane, awesomely cool event. I yeah. mean, very historic. Interesting. But, so that, that, of course, is going to be top of the list. But then also, keep your eyes open for ghosts, because Washington, D.C. is like notoriously haunted. Mm-hmm. They, they have mm-hmm. stories on every street corner of, you know, going back from, uh, from when it was found. To, to modern times. And then also, now, mm-hmm. keep your eye on the sky as well, Dave, because we were just talking to Robert uh, Robert Stanley about uh, UFOs over the Capitol. And he, he was actually, he posited yeah. that perhaps such a historic occasion may draw them. Yeah. Well, actually, we've already had a sighting here tonight, guys. Um, there was a confirmed UFO sighting, some kind of Glowing craft appeared in the sky above the Lincoln Memorial, the Lincoln Monument, uh, uh, kind of lowered itself down to the stage, but it turned out to be a false alarm. It was just U2's helicopter. <laughs> oh, well, well, I'm, I'm glad they figured that one you know, out. No, for a second there, Dave, I thought, my God, this show is going to be the creepiest thing we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is. Well, Dave, well, you couldn't be more, you couldn't be more correct about this town's spooky past. Uh, actually, I grew up here. Um, uh, just outside of uh, D.C., but my brother did have a uh, apartment over on Capitol Hill, and you know this town is just you know full of spooky stories. I mean, I always just was uh, pretty fascinated with uh, Abraham, Abraham Lincoln getting his head blown off, and just from the first very first days when I was a little kid coming into the city, one of the first things that you're uh, confronted with is the Washington Monument, and if there is a more sinister-looking monument out there, uh, show it to me, because that stark, white, phallic pin, uh, pin, uh, pinnacle of horror is really, it looks nothing more like a gigantic Klansman with little red glowing eyes. If you ever see the Washington Monument, uh, it's got these two blinking red eyes on each side of the pyramid face, and it's really sinister and scary-looking. When they activate it, we all should duck. <laughs> Absolutely, because it does. It looks kind of like a big robotic. Well, Dave, I'm, I'm sure you know. Talking about talking about Washington and stuff. Yeah, I'm sure you've seen. It's all over the web, and you know, I don't know. Well, I don't know how they could lie about this, but uh, if you've ever seen an aerial view of this area of Washington D.C., um, we've seen these things. There's actual like the way the way it was architected and all this crazy stuff. Um, there's been you know the, the actual look of a pentagram in the middle of it. Are you, are you familiar with this, Dave? Sure, Lafont, the guy, the French guy that designed the city. He, yeah, he purposely designed it after the um, uh, European model of the way cities were laid out, and. Uh, it's designed in a grid, but it has lots of circles, big European traffic circles, and these crazy cross streets that go at all angles. Mm-hmm. And the reason it was made that way, well, besides all kinds of rumors of Masonic conspiracy, yeah, yeah. Is, is it actually was laid out that way for the simple reason that it would get invading armies lost. And as a someone who's lived up in this area for many years, I can tell you just as a motorist that uh, it works very well. <laughs> I agree that yeah. the only thing I could ever uh when I was traveling there for work and back mm-hmm. I, I if I could find the George Washington Parkway usually I could get back to my hotel and but sometimes <laughs> the, even that would fail me and other than that it that's about the only thing that yeah. I remember about traveling because I try to block it out of my mind mm-hmm. uh, when you around say, when city. you say George when you say George is just uh 
one more syllable and you've got uh, Georgetown, and that brings up one of the scariest places that, that in this town that's uh, burned into everyone's consciousness. Anyone who's ever seen the movie The Exorcist mm-hmm. oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. knows that these steps, to the, the very famous steps from The Exorcist, are, are right there on M Street to this day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know if anyone's fallen down them recently, but if you do, you <laughs> probably will break your neck. I don't know if that was really Reagan or not. Well, that stairway is huge, first of all. It's concrete. Wasn't it funny? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it funny? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to No, sorry, right, go ahead. It occurred to me, and since we're, since we're just kind of uh, vibing off this thing, and one thing is suggesting the other. Wasn't it funny that the little girl in the na- in the Exorcist, her name was Reagan? Correct. Yeah. 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 And then later on, wouldn't a similar monster named Reagan? <laughs> another another weird thing we, we discover tonight on prophetic. the show. It's been yeah. really really creepy like that. And there's another thing we we can put on the wall. Check that off too. It was prophetic, and we didn't even know it. Well, though that stairway, though it, it is very it's huge, it's concrete, and I think you're right, Dave. If you fell down that thing, I think you would break your neck. There's no no question. Yeah, about yeah. That whether whatsoever. you got thrown out of the window by some demon or not, yeah, you're, you're going to hurt yourself pretty it, bad. It blows me away. Well, you said you grew up. In, I didn't know that, but you said you grew up in that area, right, Dave? Yeah, yeah. I went to school in uh, in um, Northern Virginia, Robinson High School, Rams, go Rams. And uh, I spent a lot of my uh, youth coming into the city uh, because my brother uh, had an apartment here on Capitol Hill. And, uh, you know, right around then it was, you know, uh, the punk rock thing was just getting kind of started. At least the American hardcore thing was just getting started. Mm-hmm. Bands like Minor Threat and Black Flag. Yep. Was a big, we're, we're, you know, had only been around a couple of years, and uh, DC had one of the best punk scenes around, you know, the whole Discord thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Of course, Henry from mm-hmm. Black Flag, Henry Rollins comes from here, so it's a proud tradition, and, uh, and, uh, I came up here, and I used to get, I didn't really get along with those guys too much there. My, my spirit was a little bit too crazy for the kind of the, uh, more hampering confines of the straight edge mentality. So I fled south to Richmond. Mm-hmm. But um, anyone anyone who knows me knows that I'm a, a DC native at heart, and my fanatical support of the Redskins, you know, has really reached uh, epic proportions. So they do probably the the Redskins probably do have the most blatantly uh, offensive name of any sports team in the United States. Absolutely, you're right. They do. I never thought about that too it's much. Freaking horrible! It's bad enough that Dan Snyder is our uh, is our owner, and he hangs out with Tom Cruise. I mean, <laughs> when you see Tom Cruise wandering around on the sideline, you know your team has got problems. But yeah, I really believe that, that there there was a curse that uh, a lot of Native American groups have sued the uh, the Redskins over the years. But the NFL has got this strange caveat on its business, and it's like short of a Supreme Court decision. Their policy cannot be changed except by the NFL owners actually voting in majority. And, uh, so the Redskins have really skillfully deflected any criticism to the fact that, uh, the name Redskins comes from the days when fur traders would say, hey, I got bear skins, I got beaver skins, I got red skins, and that would come from the scalps that they took from the Indians they slaughtered. Mm-hmm. I, so that's I, really not a, a, a good thing. It's not something that Native Americans really think is too cool. Well, you, and honestly, think- I don't. I don't think it is either. And I, I wish. I wish they would get on with it and and trade the name. Because honestly, I think the Redskins will always suffer in in mediocrity until you know. First of all, they get rid of the name. And second of all, he stops kind of hanging out with Tom Cruise. <laughs> 
But when it comes to football, there's nobody that's suffering from. Well, that isn't even mediocrity. I don't think uh, here, here, here in yeah, our hometown, Dave, we have a curse oh, too. Lions. Yeah, we we have the record. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, I was there actually. I was uh, uh, once again the synchronicity of the evening is apparent because I was in Detroit for the show, of course, a few months ago. Yeah, and uh, we actually had opportunity to go down to Ford Field and see. Redskins play the Lions, and that's when I knew the Redskins were going to have a tough year. When we had trouble beating the Lions, that was. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we did have the ghostly talk in Detroit Lions scrimmage game. Oh yeah, we, yeah. we and we owned them. them. We, we owned yeah. them, Dave. It was over. Totally <laughs> owned I them. injured the quarterback. Yeah, Bonnie. Bonnie she steered him down, and he just fell. We made Bonnie the nose tackle, and she owned everybody <laughs> on that field. It was awesome. So it was bad. So yeah, I think I think you know, even though we don't have a very offensive name, I think we're gonna, we're we're taking over the throne for not even mediocrity, but just complete failure. There must be a, like a king of the. Uh, well, well, the we have the record. We have we king win. of the jungle. Yeah. issues. <laughs> king of the jungle. We've got yeah. Hor- horrible, horrible. So okay, you, you just mentioned this a second ago, Dave. You guys just got off tour, also. Um, and how long were you guys on tour for this time when you went out? That was ridiculous. The, the the tour we did last fall, the Electile Dysfunction Tour, uh, was three and a half months. It was the longest single tour that we've ever done. And like, unlike most bands, when they can you know get a little further on years and like you know you know start playing less and less shows, I think we are we are playing more than ever, and uh, it's all part of our bloody offensive to. Uh, Subjugate the world to our will, and, uh, and you know we want, we're not going to stop until it's veered by a hall as masters of this world. <laughs> and, you know we've got to play you know twelve month tours. That's what we'll have to do. But last year was a very busy one. It was uh, you know a lot of bands come out, they they do a few records, they have a brief kind of burnout career, and then they're done. And like it's it's different for us. It's like we've been at it now for almost twenty five years, and every year it's got a little bit better. And so I don't know if that means we got to do it for another 25 before we finally get the band where we ultimately want it, but if that's what we got to do, you know, that's fine with us. Well, one thing I have to mention, because we never really got a chance to talk too much afterwards, is that you invited myself, uh, you invited a group of us, uh, four of us down to, uh, to Louisville, Kentucky for the last date yes. of the Sounds of the Underground Tour. Uh, if you remember this, Dave, at Waverly Hill Sanatorium. Oh, I remember it well. We yeah. never talked about this since then, really? I don't think we've, I don't think we've, have you? I don't. Have you been on the? No, we haven't. I don't no, think so. we haven't been on the. I haven't been on the air since. Then, I no, I don't think so. No, but I first thing I wanted to throw out with that was I can't thank you enough. That was probably I when I tell that story to people, it usually lasts for about forty five minutes to an hour of all the the uh, just the crazy stuff that it, happened that yeah. day. Yeah, um, that was really really amazing. Yeah, well, it was absolutely the creepiest place I've ever been, and uh, wow, yeah, that you was amazing. Uh, I had no idea really what they're in for. And, yeah still think about that and and not really sure about a lot of the stuff that happened that day well now we uh it was a it was a long day um it was a hot day it was a very hot day uh, it was an injuring day. It was an injuring day. Bonnie twisted her ankle. My girlfriend dropped out from heat exhaustion. <laughs> it, was, it was a rough day, but we got through it though. And I just wanted to, you know, if anything, just thank you for for having us down there and, and you know getting us into the show. It was really nice of you to do that, and we really appreciate it. Yeah, I'm not sure what what was scarier, you know, what was 
all the weird ghosts floating around in the um, the old tuberculosis asylum, or or the show itself and the fans that were there. Oh, it was insane! Oh, it was it was completely insane. The thing was, Dave. This one thing I'll throw: when we were we uh, before you guys went on, we came around the other side of the stage and we were in front of the barrier on the side, just watching the show, right? Um, and we met a few people, you know, earlier in the day when we were waiting to get through the gates and stuff like that. And I mean, these people were getting irate with us because they saw us and they're like, "Hey, get me over the barrier!" And we're like, "Well, look, we don't have that kind of power here. You know, we're very happy to be where we're at, and you know, just just we don't want to upset the natural balance of what's going on here. Let's let's enjoy the show together." And these people were screaming at us and yelling at us and throwing stuff at us from over the barrier. Uh, at least me, I was getting screamed at by people, and I'm like, "Hey, dude, chill out, man. I I don't run the show, okay? You know, just just leave us alone." So it was, uh, you know, the heat, and then just the, you know, you know, basically a 12 hour day on music. I mean, people were just going off and i tell you something that happened that day too i mean like i said amber got really sick mm-hmm. um uh we actually the what i have to you know, officer anderson uh, yes. uh there was a louisville cop there who was the most helpful guy i uh, i've met ever and i've been to louisville several times um they actually the heat got so bad they had to bring out buses to yep. the hill uh, they were air conditioned to put people in there because they were dropping out from hot heat exhaustion all day long it was chaos dave it was a crazy day like you said yeah, it was really poorly organized, and uh, <laughs> apparently, you know, the tickets they made were really cheap, so people got a hold of the tickets, and then they just started basically making scans of them and then printing out as many copies as they wanted on their home printer. So, oh my God. Uh, you know, there were thousands of people that were just getting into that show that weren't even supposed to be there. People were just coming through the woods. You know, there was no security. There was no toilets. There was no place to buy water. There was, you know, there was nothing, and yeah. it was just horrible. And somehow, we, uh, you know, on top of doing a huge tour of the, uh, of the um, Death Factory, you know, we actually had to do a guar show. And I actually, I remember it being one of the better guar shows of the tour. It was definitely one of the craziest ones. But oh, uh, it was wild. That which does not kill us makes us stronger, and uh, it was a great, it was a great day. Yeah, in many ways. So it was a but real I don't good know. Day. I don't. Th- I don't think they're going to be having any more uh, metal festivals at the Tuberculosis Museum. Well, from what I, you know, I don't know. I by no means do I have all the facts on that, and I won't claim to. But yeah, there was a bit of a fallout because we keep in contact with people down there, of course. And there was, uh, you know, as you could tell, Dave, around that whole area where these beautiful homes there's a golf course there for god's sake um and the yeah, owner and there was they people, weren't very happy they were not happy at all there were people parking on people's front yards we got in we nearly got into a fight with the parking guy where we parked at because he he blocked uh, he blocked my car in where i couldn't get out um and we ended up getting you know getting going back and forth with him so it was chaos all around but yeah, it was horrible it's all about the story at the end of the day, so I don't care. <laughs> I want to have a good story. I want to have a good story to tell people. So yeah, you guys basically were out for three months. You said we got a yeah, we got a couple minutes here, uh, and well, you were out there like you always are. Is there? I mean, and we might have to take this through the break or something like that. But let's. I mean, was there some things that you saw this time? Because I know when you toured Europe, we, you, you came on. We talked about the catacombs in France and stuff like that. Did you come across? You know, anything? I went to all kinds of creepy spots in uh, in, in Europe. You know. Ever since I had my kind of ghostly interlude a few years ago, I've been, you know, trying to make contact with the spirit world, uh, you know, in, in, throughout all my journeys. I go to all kinds of crazy places, and I swear I just haven't had any luck so far. And uh, this tour was no exception. Mm-hmm. And, uh, in fact, even, uh, I don't know if you're getting ready for the break, because uh, I can tend to be pretty long-winded about this, but I have. That's okay. Actually, I've gotten all the way back to my host's 
house here in D.C., and as a matter of fact, this is going to freak you out, but tonight, live, on this show, I am going to enter a room in this house that is supposedly haunted. That is correct. This house my friend moved into has got a basement, and in 1933, uh, the guy who lived here killed his entire family and then blew his head off at the bottom of these stairs that I'm looking at right now, and uh, I'm going to go down them. (laughs) You're doing that right now, Dave. I think... I am here right now. I kid you not. I did not even know about this until I got here. Mm -hmm. I get to my friend's house, and we start talking about the show tonight, Mm -hmm. and he's like, that's crazy. You're on this uh, paranormal show because... Supposedly, our basement is haunted, and I've, I've stayed at my friend's house here a hundred times, and he has never told me this. But I mean, he's like my best friend, and like he told me, like, yeah, it's true. There was this real famous murder here in the neighborhood. This guy wiped out his entire family, and uh, in the basement of this building. And uh, apparently, there's still—I've never been down there, but apparently, there is a large stain on the floor from where the blood pooled it in this giant puddle and uh-huh. then slowly slid across the floor. And that was almost 100 years ago. It's still very obvious. Oh, this sounds so Amityville-esque. Okay, we have, let's do the break real quick, and then after the yeah, break... Yeah, why don't we do that? We'll go downstairs. We'll, 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 we'll do it virtually. God, this is so dramatic. I love it. But <laughs> Dave Brock is going to do it really. I'm getting no goosebumps over here. And we're going to, we're going to, we're going to see what happens. See if he sees the, the stain. If he, yeah. if he feels the vibe. So this is all going to happen live, um, uh, after this break. Cause wow, th- this is going to be like live. I'm speechless right now. This is so I think, I think Dave, yeah, I'm going into the haunted basement here in the nation's capital. Dave Brocky, your, Reporter on the spot here at the inauguration uh, in the nation's capital. I'm going to descend into the haunted basement. Couldn't have said it better myself. Hang on, Dave. We're going to break. All right, buddy. Shadow governments, strange rituals, new world Shadow order, governments, strange buried treasures, planetary mind control, military out there. It's a strange world. Visit outthereradio.net for more information.
Interested in ghosts, UFOs? How about the occult? Are you psychic? Would you like to find out? Well, if you're intrigued by the world's curiosities and all that is paranormal, then Paralore.com is a place for you. Create your own profile, start a photo album, write a blog, or just hang out and watch countless hours worth of paranormal videos while chatting with other Paralore members. Who knows? You could win a prize or two if you're quick and brave enough. It's all here, and it's all free. Visit www.paralore.com and join today. Again, membership is free, and we know you won't be disappointed. Paralore.com. Unlock your mind. Right. The, I think this. Yeah, this, I think this is the most dramatic ghostly talk has ever been. Dave. <laughs> yes, it is. I got a gr- I got a great intro for your program. You want to hear it? Go ahead. Right. Hey, we're back to ghostly talk, sponsored by Joey's Ectoplasm Cleaners. You barf it, we scarf it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I clip that. We'll we use got it. that on. I clip that. We'll use that thing. I can isolate that thing. We're with, we're talking with Dave Brocky, uh, uh, owner of Zunga Zaguar, and what we're going to do right now, uh, Dave, you are you set? Are you queued up? Are you on the edge of the stairway? I am ready. I'm here in the. Uh, what's the address here? <laughs> we probably don't want. To we don't want to get the address out, Dave. No, we need a creepy name for the. Place. Yeah, we don't want no address, Dave. Okay, we, we're not going to give it an address, but yeah, we will say that it is on. I'm on Irving Street in the Mount Pleasant. Uh, neighborhood of Washington, D.C., and uh, I'm standing Mm -hmm. here at the top of a set of stairs that leads into a basement where in 1933, a disgruntled man, and I I spent a good time Googling this thing, but I couldn't find much, Mm -hmm. uh, a disgruntled young man murdered his wife, his two young daughters, and then himself against a wall, which is at the very bottom of these stairs. Now, as I descend these stairs... Uh, into this uh, reputed to be haunted basement. I am also keeping a close eye on the Ravens Pittsburgh playoff game. Oh, it's actually <laughs> halftime right now, so we don't have to that. Good. Multitasking. Okay, good. So, um, of course, <laughs> this is going to sound stupid, but the lights don't work. So I've got a flashlight, and uh, here I go. Okay, yeah, I think a torch would have been better than a flashlight. <laughs> yeah, that's we, okay. We, we, we torch. <laughs> <laughs> so David, right, okay. Dave is going down the stairs now as we speak. Okay, and now I'm actually on the stairs. All right. Okay. Oh, okay, you're on the stairs. And they're squeaking a little. And I'm looking down. There is... Okay. All right. There. Wow. Okay, I'm at the bottom of the stairs now, and you're not going to believe what I'm looking at. Okay. There is a wall here. It's a very kind of dank and awful basement. Are you guys still getting me? Is my cell phone yep. getting out of yeah, here? Yeah, no, you're fine. fine. We can we hear you fine. Okay, right. there is, and I actually i am not kidding, and I'm going to see if I can send you guys a picture of this. There is a large 
stain up against the wall here that stretches like a puddle about looks like a puddle about eight feet wide, and then there's like a, just a big smear that goes across the room down to the lower center of the room, and it it's just like an off-color stain, but I think that's what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's a huge blood stain of four dead bodies pumping out their final juices. So it does fit I'm, the, the, I'm the standing stain. right in the middle of it right now, so Ooh. Oh my God. I'm looking around the room, I'm poking the, the light into all the, the... There's nothing... Attacking me, uh, I don't see any ghostly apparitions, and uh, uh, I'd have to say right off the bat, though it's creepy as hell down here. I, I don't think it's haunted uh, at the present time. Okay, and we can live with that. Okay, but I'm getting out of here though. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. Escape back up to safety. Well, you know what? I'm... Okay. <laughs> Hey, you know what? I'm sorry, that wasn't that wasn't as dramatic as I'd hoped. No, that. you you know what you did. You you went down. You investigated. You found uh you found that you know what they said. There's a stain, and it yeah. looks like it could be you know blood drip from the from the murder. And 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 you went down. You verified that. That's a very uh, now. I want to point this. I need to point something out also uh, for the listening people out there. Uh, we didn't really plan any of this. We stuff. had no clue. <laughs> that, this is no what clue. we were banging our heads against the wall right now, Dave. Is when we went on a break of a few, you know, a few minutes ago. We were, Doug and I were talking about this, and I'm like, God, this is just a really weird night because you know all these things are just like kind of coming together back and forth, you know. And I'm not, I'm not going to like run to the Inquirer, but it's just it's a really peculiar night, you know. But that's I, I don't even know how to explain. It. <laughs> oh my God, Dave, you all right? The Ravens just scored. <laughs> <laughs> I'm horrible. I, Dude, I love you. you the- <laughs> I swear to God, I love you. Our eyes got like ten times wider than they normally are. Oh my God! Then, All right. Woo. So, Dave. All right, let's move on. <laughs> okay, that was fun. <laughs> Okay, the Ravens really didn't score. I okay. made that <laughs> you, when we were on break, I'm breaking a sweat here, for God's sake. <laughs> I know, this is exciting. I'm perfectly fine. When we were on yeah. break, when we were on break, you mentioned that there was one place that you, when you guys were on tour here, you just got home, uh, that you did hit that you wanted to mention. And what was this place? What was this? Well, I'm always, ever since I got haunted by the weird, uh, uh, floating skeletal woman. Yeah. That, uh, you know, I, and I never asked my, my friend, uh, the guy who moved into the house asked me if he ever saw anything about that, but, um, you know, ever since that happened, and I, I never really had any paranormal experiences in my life, well, uh, one, one time a long time ago, I'll maybe save that for next episode, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I go to a lot of crazy places when I'm on tour, and I'm always poking around for, for weird things to do and weird places, you know, to go, and I go to a lot of, uh, you know... The, the American cities are so filled with weird, crumbling edifices mm-hmm. from other times that, mm-hmm. for, in, in a lot of uh, a lot of cities, these buildings are very energy efficient and just you know cumbersome and, and bulky and, and in a run. And so they get abandoned, and people build more, you know, uh, eco-friendly or energy efficient structures. And a lot of these places get forgotten and. Uh, and then a whole new generation of uh, urban explorers uh, breaks into these places and kind of turns them into everything from, you know, places where the local kids get together to smoke some weed mm-hmm. to, you know, places where, you know, 
hippie geeks practice their trade. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, at this place, we were in Corpus Christi, and I uh, was waiting before the show, you know, for hours to play. And um, this guy told me about this uh, place that was right around the corner, the old uh, Corpus Christi uh, City Hall. And what this building is, it was built, started to be built in, like, 1850. And uh, grew, because uh, back then the whole area was very lawless. Um, there was lots of uh, uh, banditos coming up from Mexico and, you know, just lots of outlaws and all kinds of people with guns and uh, lots of uh, murder and, and lawlessness. And so they built this gigantic fortress-like uh, city hall that had a jail into it so you could go in there and, you know, sit in jail and then have your trial and then be thrown into prison all in the same building. Mm-hmm. And it actually also also had a uh, execution chamber, had a gallows, and um, all that was housed in this one gigantic building. And the weirdest part about it is, like, the prison was located in the very top floor, and then it had, like, this giant, like, void built underneath it. There was, like, a 20-foot gap between it and the floor underneath it to give, like, security and uh, so you couldn't hear the prisoners screaming up there. Mm -hmm. And uh, there is... The, the guy who was telling me all this stuff was like, yeah, this is, uh, you know, we looked it up. We looked it up on Wikipedia and Googled it and stuff and found this, uh, found out a lot about this place. And uh, after the show was over, uh, he took me over there, my good buddy Billy, and uh, we broke into this place and <laughs> spent a good three hours checking this place out. And, mm-hmm. you know, though I can't say that I had any concrete um, hesitations, I can tell you it was an incredibly eerie spooky experience this place was uh had a tremendous vibe on it and uh we couldn't actually get to the execution room there is uh like a gangway that goes up to it and then you run into a big brick wall and um they said there's a there's a window right now there and um the window is is still there to this day and uh, that was the last window that the um condemned man could look out before he was marched into the uh, gallows chamber. Yeah. And the lo- the local legend was, if you walked, if you start looked into the m- window, turned your back on it, and then walked away from it, if you turned around quickly, you could see the face of the last condemned man that had stared into the window. Oh. So that was just too much for me to resist. <laughs> we went up there and we found the window. And even though it was a very, they blocked off the gate, the gangway, so you couldn't get more than a few steps. Uh, but, you know, but I, I did the steps and I spun around and I looked in there. And the only thing looking back at me was my own face which was kind of disturbing in a weird way. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I didn't, I didn't see a ghost. Um, it was still freaky. And especially that one last second before I looked into the window, I was like, you know, what am I about to look at here in a second? And, and you know, at that moment, I knew that I truly did believe because I was honestly scared. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the power of a legend there, too. 
that it, 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 it'll, it'll bring those things up in you when you're, you know, I've done those also. We've, that we've done legend things like we've that. We've on Morrow Road. And Morrow we Road. freaked Scott out and, uh, a couple yeah, times. I, yes, we have. I freaked out You're also. lucky we weren't with you. <laughs> <laughs> Bonnie would have Although, come up Although, actually, he could have made me do it instead well, of Well, that's true. It. We would make Bonnie do it mm-hmm. instead of let, you know, let any of us do it first because we want to know if she's going to freak out mm-hmm. and go running screaming first. That is the power of a legend, though. Now, one thing I, I know we have in our notes here, and I... I Hey, I'm dying to talk about this anyways. <laughs> uh, you mentioned, Dave, that, you know, you wanted to talk about these ghost hunter shows, you know, the, the shows on TV. And we've been talking about these oh, yeah, a bit. You get to see them, uh, you know, on tour, you're in hotel rooms and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And, and what do you do for the hours? So you, yeah. you can flick out. Now you can flick on almost any channel and see a ghost hunter show. Yeah. And I, this was mentioned here. Uh, you know, basically, I'm going to get the floor to you on this. I, that's all I have here. So, I mean, we've been talking about this a bit lately here on the show. And, you know, we've had our opinions on this, too. It'd be interesting to hear what you think about, you know, a lot of these shows that are coming out, Dave. Well, um, I guess the first thing I would have to say is that they're really stupid. Um, <laughs> it's just like they're so bad. I mean, sure. I mean, I have no doubt that, like, a lot of these places they go to probably do have uh, paranormal issues. But, uh, you know, if I was a ghost, I would run away from those people. You know, I wouldn't do anything to, like, expose myself to such a bunch of bottom feeders. I mean, it just seems to me like the heightened sense of just like, well, what's that over there? You know, and it's just like, it's so cheesy. And then they cut to the commercial and they come back and they're like, well, that was just someone turning the TV on in the other room. But it's just... (laughs) I mean, they all play out the same to me, and I've never seen anything really on any of them that has distinguished any one of them uh, from the general bulk of them. Which, and they all seem to be pretty crappy. Well, so if, if I'm miss, if I'm missing something here, and there's like, and there is a good one amongst them that that is, you know, actually worth watching, I would be interested in that. But they really, really, I think they kind of, in a weird way, they kind of hurt the uh, paranormal movement as far as acceptance because they're um, as far as like making you know people who are on the borderline of believing or not I, I think they kind of might hurt that because yeah. they're presented in such a kind of ridiculous manner and it's just anyone who I've ever sat with and watched one of these shows you know people are laughing at the people in the shows and they don't they don't believe it for a second and, and that's what what I think kind of sucks about them well Dave uh we do the same thing, and we're in, we're, you know, we're trenched in this field like, you know, like a tick trenches into your skin, I guess. I mean, we're, you know, we're there working with this stuff every day. And it's interesting to hear this from someone, uh, you know, someone with an, you know, more of an objective uh, viewpoint. I mean, it's obvious you have an interest in this stuff. We've talked about tons of stuff on the show with you here. But, um, I find it interesting that, you know, somebody who, who's kind of on the outside of this stuff will come and say the exact same thing that the people within the field who have an issue with the shows say, too. And the number one point there is, I think, simply the shows really are kind of hilarious in a way. And, you know, does this really give the, the paranormal stuff any credibility? You follow what I'm saying? Uh, well, it's just, I think, and it's really kind of funny the way this whole show has kind of gone, ripped off each other because... I, before this show, I was thinking about stuff that we could talk about, and that was the first thing that came to mind was just like, you know, I don't want to, like, bust these guys' chops, but I feel like I almost have to say something about how crappy these shows are, and it's very refreshing to hear that we're of a similar mind on no, it. Like, yeah, yeah. If, these, 
these shows were any good, you guys would be hosting them, you know? And it's just like, mm-hmm. I don't know where they get these people, but, God, they suck. I mean, <laughs> and especially when they bring out these weird, like, like professors or whatever, some weak English dude who's running around in the yard screaming, holding two iron rods to the sky, and then he starts humping the ground, and then some other woman runs up and goes, yes, this is it, this is where it happened. And it's just like some new age mystic is writhing around in the dust. And probably the, the most annoying one is the one about the kids that supposedly all have paranormal abilities and they have to go to this special ranch. Uh And it's so obvious these kids are all children of rich people who are simply indulging their children's fantasies. And they're just making up crap. And they're surrounded by adults going, oh, yes, oh, yes. Oh, look, she drew a drawing of a kitty cat. It's obviously a haunted kitty cat. The girl, the girl that lived here had a cat. Dave, have I mentioned that I love you? Oh, my God, Dave. I mean, really, have I mentioned that I love you recently? The haunted kitty. I mean, it's awful. Those kids should just be locked in a room with Jason for the night. (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, you know, (laughs) hilarity aside, which it's it's definitely called for. There's a lot of points. It's definitely called for. Dave, I... You're, you're you're preaching to the choir, man. I I gotta say it. You're preaching to the choir here. There because, are indeed. Yeah, it, it's it it's, is so at what bad. Point? That one with the kids is so horrible. It's, they're a bunch of Hollywood brats, you know, <laughs> and they're sitting there doodling with their crayons and like, oh my, they're looking at crystals and lighting incense and farting loudly and <laughs> nauseating to the extreme. It's like these children ordering around all these adults, you know. It's just like, please. Yeah, it's true. <sighs> at what point? What? Obviously, that one crossed the line. But at, at what point? Where, where can you draw a line and say, you know, this is hurting? This is actually hurting well, What? And Look, since this year started. Go ahead, Dave. Everyone's got to have their own opinion about it. I think, you know, people who let something like that chase them away, you know, they're, they're obviously not very strong-willed about it anyway, so yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's really hurting, but let's say that it's certainly not helping. Well, the thing, the, the thing that I, the point that I always put out to people now, Dave, is that, you know, whenever it comes up, like one of us here sitting in this studio right now, when one of us, if we're in a conversation, we're at a party or something like that, and, you know, the paranormal comes up, which it usually does, mm-hmm. right? Um and everybody, well, of course, people that know us, they, the fingers go right to us. Oh, you want to talk to these guys, right? And, you know, years ago, I was like, yeah, let's talk it over. Let's talk some ideas. Let's riff on this thing. This is cool. Um, but nowadays, unfortunately, with a lot of this media and all these shows that are out there, the first question that I get, you know, the questions used to be like, have you seen anything? What do you think it is? You know, do you think there's life after death? I mean, just cool questions like that, which are, you know, there are, there are, that's a long conversation in and of itself. But the questions come down to now of, so, you know, is it, you know, so you guys do it like those guys do it on that TV show. And that's a three hour conversation then of you, or it isn't a conversation. It's me going, no, and here's all the reasons why. Okay. So it makes it really difficult nowadays to really have an educated conversation on this stuff anymore, it seems like. Um, and that's one of the, that's one of the, one of the, nuggets. what's that, Dave? Your foundation. Yeah. It's, you know, I mean, right. you know, like I said, I mean, what we, what we're doing in this field, it's, 
we lost our butts a long time ago doing this radio show. We do it because we like to do it. We like to we like to learn. We like to talk to people. Uh, but it's very difficult now to really get past the whole Hollywood thing that's that's sprung up again. Uh, but now it's it's a re, it's re, it's not Hollywood itself. It's reality TV, and that's that's really beating down a lot on the field. I think, and your observations, I think, are one hundred and fifty percent spot on. That's just my opinion, though. Hello, Dave. We lost Dave. We might have lost him in the, in the fray. Well, his phone was getting kind of weird. It was breaking up a little bit. But, you know, I think he, I, I know he has a point in that. Let's see, wait, I, it's, it's not on the line right now. Go ahead and talk. Oh. If you can, try. Well, I can't concentrate with do the phone. Do it, Doug, do it! <laughs> but, uh, he, he has several points, and, and I think. Dave, uh, Dave, sorry, we lost you, dude. Uh, yeah, my. Uh, <laughs> Looks like my cell phone's about to run out of juice here, and I don't have my charger. So I, we... I didn't want you guys to think the, uh, the the ghost from the uh, cellar had come up to claim my eternal soul. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do that. Let's thank the ghost in the cellar for not claiming your eternal soul. But, yeah. And thank you so much, Yeah, Dave, we'll let you go, for... Dave. If your phone's going to die, we don't want you to die in the middle of the thing. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So, so thank cool. you so much that for, was a, that for was all a, of that. And I was a blast. I had a, a great time. That was a, a wonderful conversation. It's a huge year for Guar. Let me just put in the self a shameless self pluggery. Please, let's do it. Uh, no, we didn't get a chance to. Huge year for Guar. We're going to be releasing a lot of new material. We're right in the middle of working on a new record. Uh, we have this year, starting about halfway through the year, is the 25th anniversary of Guar. I was so, going to say wow. that. 25 years. Good job. Excellent. Yeah, so we are going to have a huge the celebration begins. A little later this year, uh, when the new record comes out, I believe in July, then there will be a huge, we're, we're playing, kicking the whole thing off with an appearance at the Wacken Heavy Metal Festival in Europe, yes. in Germany, which is legendary. I think. Oh, crap. And I think that was probably the end of oh, crap. the cell Dave. signal. Yeah. Uh-oh. Well, so but anyway, I, I know that all the information that he was talking about is going to be available at... Yeah, um, well, let's let's w- help w- Dave out here with this because yeah, that was one thing we didn't we didn't really touch on too much is that Guar is going to be celebrating their 25th anniversary. Amazing, and uh, yeah, we want uh, 25 years. I remember when this band started. Yeah, that's how old I am now. <laughs> but I was there. I mean, I was. I'm lucky enough to be one of the people when they're you know when they first broke out and started doing their thing. And they're and doing it, the hard work even still. They're touring. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're going to these places. They're they're uh, still putting out the music and and the yeah yeah the, yeah. They're still they're still the show. Well, what Dave the, like the Dave said. Performance and it's, it's amazing. It's kind of mimicking. It's kind of funny mimicking because you know I, Dave said something earlier about you know about Guar. He's like you know a lot of bands slow down as they get older yes. and we're speeding up. And I see yes. I you know it's something similar. I think that happens with Ghostly. Excuse me, Ghostly talk too because it seems like especially judging by this year, you know it seems like we'd slow down a bit. Go, you know, okay, we've been doing this seven years, my God, you know, enough, <laughs> you know, how much more can we do this stuff? But it right. seems like we're really starting to pick up. I've been feeling this, and I'm really excited about it. Uh, that this this show is picking up a lot of steam this year too. There's a lot of things I think that need to be addressed this year, uh, you know, and it isn't all going to be about complaining about paranormal shows, but. Well, that's there too. <laughs> Sorry, it's got a, it's it's the elephant in the room that needs to be discussed, you know. And Dave mm-hmm. touched on it, I think, ever so eloquently, right? Um, and that's a person who is completely, you know, he isn't involved with this. He plays in right. Guar. He's, yeah, he's, he's got a he's a busy list. person. And for him to come out here, when he when he sent me these notes, and you and saw I didn't need I didn't need to see any bullet know, points wonder, under that thing. I said. Okay, because he put it in, well, he put it in quotes, first of all, and that, that only means death when it comes from Dave Brock. Yeah. So, 
I knew that. He I was wonder what. what I, I wonder how how he thought. He said it was the first thing he thought about. Yeah, was talking about the Ghost Hunter shows on TV. Yeah. and yet I wonder if he if he did the thing like well. Well, now I run. Well, no, because he said know them. They, you know, is, so what? Is it going to be, you know? Yeah, well, now. But no, here on, yeah. here on Ghostly Talk, I know we talk about everything in our private lives. Now, the irony is that we had this dramatic thing we did, which was all in good fun. Oh, that was so fun. But, and but he the did thing find is, the blood stain. Yeah, he found or, the blood stain, stain but, that may have but it been really kind of mimics stain. this whole, maybe it was an artistic expression on all of our parts to go, you know, because we did get into this conversation about the paranormal shows for a few minutes, and it kind of is a bit of an artistic, satirical expression of a lot of what a lot of these shows do. Well, he didn't. Now. And I don't think it was meant to be that way, but when you think about it, it's kind of like. That's kind yeah, of but the only yeah. shocker moment was when the Ravens scored, <laughs> but they didn't really. But you know, what's just, the shocker? Because well, okay, you know, he I, didn't add. He he described yeah. what was down there. Yeah. He said, this is really interesting, and it fits with the thing. And then he goes back upstairs, and that's when we got the shocker moment, which was really cool. And, and we had fun. fun. But yeah. we didn't, as far as the investigation went, which it was just a one-minute investigation, just, yeah. run downstairs and but see But Jay was checking it out. No. And he checked it out. He reported back, came back up, and then came the fun. Yeah, so basically, well, Dave came in, like he Dave know. Dave left the show kind of like he comes in always. He comes flying in here and he kind of kind of just, you know, he just flies out. So, no, awesome. Can't thank Dave enough. 25 thank years, you, Guar. Congratulations, Guar. Guar.net. Go to their Dave. website, buy all their records, do all that stuff because they're, it's coming from me. I've been listening to this band the last 25 years of my life. You know, since I was a little teenager. And they're still going strong. And they're still going strong. They're oh, yeah. awesome. And thank, Dave's such a great guy to us always. And he always comes on here and hangs out. So, all right. I can go on all day long about how awesome Dave is. I'm going to shut my hole. Wear your Ghostly Talk t-shirt to Guar concerts. I did. <laughs> yes, you did. She did. She was wearing yep. a Ghostly Talk that shirt. Awesome. We have proof of that. She was standing up today yes. with her shirt on. And we have to thank uh, Robert Stanley for starting oh, off the evening showing. with the UFOs over um, over Capitol Hill. Capitol Hill. And mm-hmm. so www.guar.net, of course, for Dave Brocky and Odorous Yerungus and all of Guar. www.unicusmagazine, U-N-I-C-U-S-magazine.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, for Robert Stanley and, and this this in, intense amount of UFO research that he has. We're going to bring Robert Dalby on, too. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Go, go, and go. then shut my mouth, Scott. Go, go, <laughs> yeah, go. He, he, Robert Stanley will be back on. No, Robert Dalby. I know, but we're going to bring Robert Stanley back. We're going to Robert Stanley back on. Another topic that he researched because he's, these guys have changed their names. Cause I'm confused the, right now. And then yes, um, Robert Dalby. The we were going to talk about. We're going to uh, bring him um, back on. It was like like we said before when we, we were talking about this the second half an hour. Uh, I like I said, I'm like you know we're gonna get we're gonna get frustrated here and we're gonna find out. And it was a technical that it thing. was a thing and it was a thing. Like so, we said, so what, we're I'm not apologizing we're for what I said. Whatever. No, me either. Yeah. I I want people to respect us just like we show respect to other people. Exactly. And and, and in this case, that it was nothing like that. Of course, as I thought, mm-hmm. um, it was just simple technical issues. And we know we've had our share. So. Robert Dobby, we, we will We're gonna get him back, back on. on. We'll talk sure. about the Ouija board, which is something that people seem scared of. Mm-hmm. I, I don't understand it myself. Yeah. But we'll, we'll find out when Heck of when a we show tonight, guys. I, I'm really, awesome yeah, even with all the glitches we, you know, the couple of glitches we had, I think, I hope you guys enjoyed it, because I know there's a lot to learn Yes, and thank you everybody for listening. Remember, our website is www.ghostlytalk.com, and I am Doug. I am Scott L. And I, and Bonnie. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Ghostly Talk! You have been listening to Ghostly Talk Paranormal Talk Radio. The Ghostly Talk audio program is distributed for free under the open content license. Please share with all your friends and support independent media. 